Welcome back to ComTrack, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I'm your host, Tim Lifeite, and we're back with another Marvel movie of the month with Mark. Say that five times fast. Uh, how you doing, That's Mark? That's right. <laughs> I'm awesome. Make mine Markville. <laughs> all right cool well there goes the entire audience immediately no tim i am great thank you for having me on again i'm loving this series already i me too dude me too and so for those of you listening back home if you want to just skip right ahead to the movie and not listen to any of our bullshit because we will be bullshitting a lot uh just uh <laughs> click to the uh the, the sync button below where you can just start the movie immediately but that said, uh, now that we've done uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier last month, uh, which, yeah. we, as you said, was, yeah, one of your favorite movies. Oh, uh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I decided to start on probably one of my favorite Marvel movies, I think. It's it's so hard. There's some really good ones out there. Oh, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, if I really had to bog down, say, my hands down the best non-disney non-mcu uh marvel movie it's probably this one yeah sure it's gotta be because it's like fun sam raimi baby oh dude you kidding me like uh because i remember when i saw the first one uh i was in third grade and i was just getting into spider-man comics like uh that was when i was still reading nick magazine uh, the very first issue that I ever got in the mail was this giant blow-up picture of Tobey Maguire in the Spider-Man costume, uh, promoting Spider-Man 2 way back in uh, 2002, back in the day. That's crazy. Yeah. I know, right? Good old, so... good old Tugboat Maguire. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And so when I went to go see the uh, the first one, I saw it uh, in this little tiny theater. Uh, uh, it's like on main street of my grandmother's old hometown uh in streeter illinois uh right next to a really great pizza place also uh but go on fuck yeah uh, and i i still remember that first screening because i remember this is the most amazing superhero movie i've ever seen although that green goblin mask bit really creeped me out <laughs> like i was i was still a little little kid and horror movies oh, were kind of sure. iffy for me um but yeah so you can imagine how i was gonna feel about two i remember the trailer for two remember when the trailer dropped for spider-man 2 oh yeah and it was just the scene of the in the uh it was the scene of them in the cafe with the car crash yep and then they had like the big you know two steps from hell music going and yep. like uh and then it ends with you know doc ock handing uh, a tied up spider-man to uh, Harry Osborn with a knife, and he goes, "Let's see who's behind the mask." Boom! <laughs> Spider-Man Two, two thousand. Oh my God! It's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it's fu oh my God! It was amazing. Yeah. Like that was like one oh, of the no, coolest was, trailers. Seriously. Oh, for sure. No, yeah. All jokes aside, it was it was so exciting. And at the time, I felt like it was really the beginning of this like feverish pop culture excitement over superhero movies because. You started seeing it building in like the late nineties when Blade was a success, and then X Men took off in two thousand. Yep. Yep. Then you had Spider Man in two thousand two, and Spider Man was like, "Oh, we can actually keep it colorful, fun, and light." Uh, and then it was like with X Men two and Spider Man two, both of those just really cranked it up, and both of those I thought were like really nice, shiny examples of the uh, you know of the early era of superhero movies. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Spider Man too. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? And plus, Blade 2. 
uh, yeah, Blade Two, out. Guillermo del Toro getting weird with it. Yeah, man. So it's it's amazing. And plus, we had it, it was also it also sadly kind of set a trend where it's like, hey, we can make a really good comic book movie and then make an even better sequel. And then have three kind of shit the bed. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, well, we're, nobody wants to ruin a, nobody wants to do a successful, um, a trilogy, you know? Those are cool. Yeah, you know, we'd have to wait for Chris Nolan to actually kind of follow through with that. <laughs> but even then, there are people who are like, whatever, Rises was garbage. Like, oh, it's only I, I'm, I'm one of those people that didn't really like uh, <laughs> Rises. I but that's another it, but that's another podcast. Yeah, yeah we'll, that's we'll totally do that another there. one. Yeah, um, and by the way, yeah, I'm, not, I'm to... not gonna be like it's a dumpster fire. I just think that begins and Dark Knight were really great, and then that one was like, I feel like Ledger dying ruined his plans for the trilogy, but he was the kind of contractually obligated, so it's like fine, you know. Well, it's it's like but... you know, uh, it's sort of like Star Wars and that. You know, there's Star Wars that revolutionized things, and then Empire did it better, and then we got Return of the Jedi. That's the third one. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's you know, it's got its moments. There's definitely some great stuff in there. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's kind of my expectation that I had is like it's not gonna be as good, but it's gonna tie up all the loose ends, it's gonna be bigger and grander without actually having like as good of stakes. There's gonna be a lot of muddied things so when i went into that i enjoyed it for myself but see now i know everyone's listening like see the thing about spider-man is <laughs> spider-man um, yeah you gotta do it like, in uh, the uh, uh, uh willem dafoe voice yeah spider-man or uh if you want uh J. Right. Jonah jameson bring me pictures of spider-man <laughs> um, <laughs> which great. by the way jk simmons is perfect like Holy shit. <laughs> anytime I read... I just uh, watched... Oh, go ahead. No, uh, yeah, anytime I read a comic book uh, with Jaina Jonah Jameson, I will inherently default to his voice um, <laughs> when whenever J.K. Simmons... J.K. Simmons is my J. Jonah Jameson voice in my head when I read oh, the comics. Oh, for sure. That's why they brought him back, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. Without he question. he came back for Homecoming... Or no, far from home. When he came back and uh, at the end of that, yeah, I actually squealed like a little girl in the theater, and uh, and you know my fiance was sitting me like Jesus Christ, would you calm down? I'm like, no, I did my <laughs> waiting twelve she years of it. Removed the engagement ring. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's put up with worse than that. Uh, that's, but that's I just, awesome, I just love the fact that no, literally, I've been waiting twelve years for this in Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was really awesome to see him return, and as Alex Jones Jameson. Like, right. How, oh, for sure. Like, by the way, that? that was one of my favorite things about the Spider-Man game two years ago. I don't know if you played that, but that's a oh, beautiful dude, are you experience. kidding me? I figured Dude. as much, but I just thought I'd ask. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Spider-Man video games. Okay, so I played pretty much all of them. I played Spider-Man on uh, PS1 and the sequel with, I think it was with Electro. Yes. Uh, I actually managed to beat both of them uh, in one sitting because I was playing on a PlayStation 2, not a PlayStation 1. So there were no save points, so I had to beat it in one sitting. Ooh. Yeah, so then I had to then I played uh, you know the movie tie-in for Spider-Man the movie, 
and then the amazing uh, PlayStation 2 version of Spider-Man 2, which to this day, I still will pop in every once in a while just to go swinging around New York and beating the crap out of bad guys. Um, and then after that, I played Ultimate Spider-Man with Venom that really adhered to that comic book form. Uh, and then, of course, he, like as you mentioned, Sp- PS4 Spider-Man, which is... Yeah, I you know when I popped that one in for the first time, and I started like the very opening bit where you dress up as Peter Parker in the uh, 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 his apartment, and you dive out the window and you start swinging. Yeah, the, the thrill, the thrill of swinging for the first time with those graphics, I actually yelped out, "Yahoo!" So note to self. Never play uh, video games with you within like 200 yards. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're wearing noise canceling headphones now. A little bit, a little bit. I was just so, I was just so blown away. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like spider course, parkour, like, yes. Oh yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, no, anyway, back to the movie, we're getting all over the place aren't we oh yeah um we're already out of the games i'm like shattered dimensions but where were you when you went to go see this one for the first time well i was older than you which is really fun yeah oh yeah totally <laughs> um this was 2004 right Mm-hmm. okay i remember this now because it came out at the beginning of the summer um 2004 at this point i'm trying to think exactly where i was in life i know i had been I was back in Cincinnati at this point, and I think... Oh, I know. Uh, that was like the summer before I started at um, UC. And I that was when I was about to really make my plunge into... Because I was studying telecom right before it at another school. Uh, and I did a year there. I was like, I don't like this place. I'm going home. And there's more details to that story, but that's not for this show. <laughs> and uh, I had a great time. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, where is it going with this? Oh, uh, so I just remember that I had this like this was like that interesting transitional point in life because it was around like my freshman year ish of, of college. I guess it would have been like sophomore at this point. And I was, you know, a lot of the it, you know, that weird thing where I had like a pretty close knit group of friends. I'm still in touch with a good amount of these people. But I just remember it was like an interesting time where things were shifting. And I was so hyped. And I think it was a movie I got to see a day or two early for some reason. Because I've always sort of, however, I've always been able to get myself into, like, early screenings. And that was, like, early internet days where, because I think I was smart enough to capitalize on the existence of the internet before it became what it is now, you know, I I, I lucked into a lot more things. And I think it's helped me later in life, ultimately. Um, I'll say. And I'm sorry that I don't have really great memories of the actual screening experience because I remember going and being like, that was awesome. I saw it with my friend Elizabeth. I I remember her being there. And we all really liked it. And I felt like she liked it more than I did uh, because my my one thing in this is I I love this movie. My beef with this franchise is that Peter Parker is like not fun at all ever, like in the suits. And so I just remember thinking my only, my only, my only like if I had like an area of critique, and I say that loosely, was that I wish there was a little less romance subplot and the you know, the kind of the journey of Peter always being like, Well, I can't love you because of this and all this stuff. Like I I feel like the romance subplot just isn't the rest of the movie is so good that the romance subplot being fine. It, it, it was always a bummer for me. That's like, that was the big takeaway. But I just remember that was like, an, for me, it was like an early point in my 
interest in media and media criticism where I had like a really long discussion with somebody and I felt more adult, which sounds so silly because we're talking about Spider-Man, <laughs> but but like an actual like thoughtful discussion about what we just watched with someone I was at the time with incredibly close with. Right. So right. now I'm having like sad nostalgia, like, oh, I kind of miss her. But um, <laughs> well, that's cool, man. I mean, yeah, way, it was a good time, cause... dude. It was a, the game you mentioned, you know, you know, mentioning the game. I almost have stronger memories of Spider-Man, too. That was a great summer. The summer right? of 2004 was amazing. Yeah, man. Like and uh, this was also the very begin. This is like, I think, the made because you mentioned X-Men 2, uh, yes. which came out the previous year. Uh, yeah, then we also had May, weirdly. And then, you know, a year later, we got Batman Begins. Like, this is this is when the superhero movies were really starting to pick up steam. And thank God yeah. for, you know, uh, dumb geeks like us, man. Oh, um, yeah, we made it happen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think it, it, as, as it's aged, though, like, Spider-Man 2 is still probably the best. And even the creators are like... Yeah, we prefer this one over the two, uh, one and three. <laughs> like this is yeah. the one where it all kind of came together. I agree, and I agree with that as well, for mm -hmm. sure. For oh, sure, man, I'm, exci I'm excited about this. I haven't watched this in a long time, Tim. So this is yeah. going to be an interesting, you know, an interesting thing. I yeah, I haven't seen it uh, in a long time either. So this will be a really fun uh, little, inf little one, wonderful little revisit back into the good times. Right. Um, so for those of you listening back home, if you've got the, uh, the Blu-ray, if you've got a, uh, the, uh, the, uh, D the old DVD, the, by the way, the DVD special features were amazing. That was my film school back in the day. <laughs> um, that's great. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, anytime, like I actually, I should also say, uh, Spider-Man is the, what made, uh, got me into widescreen DVDs. Because I remember getting the first one for Christmas. Uh, full the, frame? No, I got it in widescreen. Good, good, Because uh, uh, I remember when, because uh, this was before that was even a thing. They didn't have widescreen DV or VHS when I was growing up. I mean, they kind of did. They were just really, really fucking rare. Right, exactly. Um, it was always just like the nerdiest person you knew owned them. Yes, exactly. And they only owned Star Wars. That was exactly. It. it was Star Wars and maybe something like, I don't know, fucking Fiddler on the Roof. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, which here's uh, Casablanca. <laughs> which actually, uh, well, there is a Fiddler on the Roof joke in this uh, episode, but we'll get to yeah. that when we come to it. Uh, but yeah, no, like it, when I got it, uh, the widescreen, uh, it was it said that on the top part of him, like, ooh, that's a cool term. What does that mean? And I'm like, ooh, it's like actually wide, sort of like how you see it in the cinema. Right. That's cool, and that led me to my now, uh, now very passionate uh, obsession with aspect ratios and the math behind it, and the composition and the history and all that jazz. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I should probably stop geeking out and we should start the movie <laughs> yeah i'm way into that let's do it <laughs> yeah so if you got your blu-ray you got it on streaming you got it on fucking uh like uh, what did was it on vhs i don't think so i think they phased out by then but Probably. either way either way we are starting this bad boy in three two one click
All right, and then we got the Sony Pictures. And okay, just one last little minor thing about aspect ratios. I know Tim's the film geek here. But they switched from the, you know, kind of standard American widescreen of 1.85 to 1 and to a wider 2.35 to 1 aspect ratio. Scope, as they call it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Letterboxing I, it. I, I love that aspect ratio in general because you just get a lot more, I don't know, you can do a lot more like kind of exaggerated visuals sometimes, which I think yep. is fun. And I think in a movie yep. like this, you, you like that. You know, um, in thinking about widescreen there's just so many great i mean think about how if this was a more rectangle or square image think about how not grand these webs would look i know yeah. it sounds silly well, and it's, i think it's something the audience won't always appreciate until you point it out to them yeah uh but yeah it was, he, he uh sam raimi said he specifically wanted it this kind of shape for doc ock's arms so you could really feel the breadth of those fight scenes so oh you're for totally sure right. And then I love this intro with Alex Ross, Alex Ross paintings. Like, oh, yeah. okay. dude, Alex Ross is one of my favorite comic book artists. Like I have Kingdom Come. I've read his, all four of his DC stuff. I, I still need to read Marvels. Uh, I hear that one's pretty good. Uh, but I love the fact that they actually got him to do all these beautiful paintings for the, uh, the, the opening. Because last time it was just... You know, very Tim Burton Batman, and it's just a bunch of close-up of webs. Sort of like how the opening of Batman in 89 was just a close-up of the bat symbol. Right. I, I always love the credits in those. Yeah, this is a great credit sequence. Oh, and yeah. And, of and course, I, do, speaking of Batman, Danny Elfman returns for uh, does this one, too. Yeah, his score in this movie is pretty solid, too. I think it's a lot better than the first one. I remember thinking in the first one that I was like, oh, I wish the score was incredible. Because, you bad. know, I, I feel like I, I remember. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. This, I think the, I think it's really great in this. I um, I love in kind of a roundabout way. I love that uh, roundabout way of roundabout way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that they went with Alan Silvestri in the MCU. Kind of not a f overall, but like. Uh, that he did the Avengers stuff. I think yep. he's done a really great job with those themes. Uh, you know, it's funny because I always, one of my regrets with this one was that I was like, oh, I really wish that Spider-Man had a very grand, recognizable theme. Like, if I say the Batman theme that from the 80s and 90s Batman movies, you'll hear that, you know? Well, we did uh, have one really good one in the 90s, and he does return... Not for this, because uh, there's actually two versions of this movie. There's the theatrical cut, which the one we're watching now, um, and then there's the uh, uh, the Spider-Man 2.1. In the 2.1, during the credits, Joe Perry comes back and does a cover of the Spider-Man song, just like he did in the 90s for... Um, That's that cartoon? Yeah, you know, it was like... That's bow, meow, 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 meow. So good. I don't think... I don't think I've ever seen the 2.1 version. Oh, here we go. Peter's about yeah. to get one. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, it's that one guy from The Daily Show. And <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, he is a far more an intimidating antagonist in this movie than he is in The Last Airbender. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, that movie was terrible. So. Oh, we don't talk about that. I but love. I, I feel like there should be an entire game in thinking about this, watching this movie today for the show. I was thinking, like, how great would it have been if there was just, like, a little mini 
game where you're Peter Parker delivering pizzas and then occasionally Dude. can kind of it's like a not quite stealth game but the stealth aspect would be like can you become Spider-Man and deliver these pizzas briefly without I mean, the public seeing you I mean you can kind of do that in the Spider-Man 2 game with the most stressed out uh Italian jig you will ever hear where you know like from the because that was in the spider-man 2 video game like you could actually deliver pizzas as spider-man i don't i don't remember i i'm like and that that sounds familiar now that you're saying it by the way did you catch that his helmet says bleaker street yes it's obviously a real street but i'm willing to bet that if we could see the um actual address i bet it's close to dr strange oh and that, that's Baker street that's totally like a little in joke that they had for sure because oh. Raimi loved that air oh donnell rawlings yep i love i always love seeing him show up and stuff i just caught him at dave Chappelle's thing a couple weeks ago right on man yeah he was, awesome. he was interesting i heard uh he's see it, uh yeah he's a funny dude you know, you know uh, I love, I love seeing him continuing to get work outside of Chappelle's you know, show. A little like you know who was like actually this. supposed to do that that cameo? No, who? Stan Lee was originally supposed to do that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there's actually an outtake of him where he goes, "Spider Man stole that kid's sneakers." Oh, sneakers! <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. adorable. That's and got, amazing. And there's Scott Spiegel, uh, the guy, or the not the, not the kid, pizza the, recipient. Yes, the guy who's about to steal the for real, steal the pizza. Yeah, this guy right here. Uh, yeah. He's actually one of the uh, the screenwriters for uh, Evil Dead. Oh, cool! That's right. Yeah. Uh, so part of the, I love seeing Raimi always have the regulars show up. Yeah, totally. You know, where you're like, totally. oh, I've seen this dude before. You know, right? And then of course the most famous part of this movie, according to the internet, is the pizza what, time the scene. <laughs> well, the pizza time meme. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I love how long and awkward this scene is. Oh, for sure. Like. This movie gets Peter Parker right on so many freaking levels. Because um, I noticed you said that he, y- you weren't a fan of how like bogged down he was. I, actually... I love it in these moments. I so for me, dude, the the thing that works so well about Spider Man to me is that it is a little bit of like a power fantasy for this kid, right? Because he's like a dorky, nerdy guy, and he kind of becomes someone else when the suit's on. And you still, yeah. you don't lose who Peter Parker is entirely, but it does a lot of things that I feel like, you know, as a young nerd myself, I related to, which was like, oh, he's just effectively, the suit is just providing him the confidence that he needs to be himself the rest of life. And I feel like that's a really interesting character thing. And so overall... Like, they do a great job. They handle, like you said, I mean, and this is like me giving it a B plus. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm like, right, right. I just wish when he would, I wish that Parker would exude that confidence when the suit came on. And yeah, shit gets real often. But you know what I mean? Like, I think something that the, the MCU Spider-Man movies have done really well, in particular Homecoming, was ride that line where you're like, you still understand Peter's plight. Oh. And now I do think this movie does a better job of shitting on Peter in like a you know what I mean yeah uh, properly. whereas homecoming but homecoming when he puts the suit on he's like a little like oh hey guys yeah no now I'm the and he's kind of almost like doing a bit I don't know I love yeah. that I love that duality a little bit and I think that's no, the no, only I... thing the Raimi movies are missing is that they really went they went like grand which I think is awesome but I kind of love that Spider-Man's a little funny 
you know? Yeah, no, I totally dig that because I always said that, you know, Tobey Maguire is a great Peter Parker, not the best Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield, not a half-bad Spider-Man, terrible Peter Parker. Tom Holland right. is the perfect marriage of the both of those characters. I agree. I really, I you know, Homecoming was at a time where I was burnt out on uh, Marvel movies, and I was like, oh. Gosh, by the way, Elizabeth Banks showing up. Nobody remembers yeah. she's in this. I know, uh, right? Or Bill Nunn. Bill uh, Nunn. And Ted oh, Raimi Ted there. Raimi. Sam Raimi's yep. brother. But Bill yeah. Nunn, fucking uh, uh, Radio Raheem, man. <laughs> exactly. Kind of a, it, kind of hilarious to see him in a somewhat thankless role in these movies. But I know, also right? nice to see him working. Yeah. And, dude, J.K. Simmons is fucking perfect. Like, I yeah, love that line. His Miss Brand, give awesome. me a violin. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how uh, ageless Elizabeth Banks is. I mean, this movie's I almost know. 20 years old, and she looks the exact same. Right, dude. So she must have she been, is... like, 18 in this movie. Really? Wow. How, oh, no, actually, I'm, I'm no. kidding. I don't know. I mean, I, I would ha- assume she was young. But she's part of that whole clique with the... Uh, she's 46 She kind of got now. in with the, the, the state people. Oh, yeah, so she would have been early 20s still, though. Yeah. I love this. Okay, scene where you're just getting rocked yeah. by the books. Well, the the, the uh, right here, that book hit that when he got hit with that the, was uh, the Sam book, Raimi, yeah, right? Yes, it totally was Sam Raimi, because uh, <laughs> as Sam Raimi put, he's like, if I have a chance to beat up Tobey Maguire physically, I will. <laughs> yeah. So he cameoed himself in there. I kind of wonder if have, they uh, didn't. Li- I feel like they didn't like each other. <laughs> no, I think it was like a weird love hate thing going on well like, and i feel like sam has that with a lot of his actors because he's always dump. he's always the one dumping dirt on bruce campbell in the evil dead <laughs> exactly movie. uh funny thing about uh dylan baker here playing kurt connors i had not really seen dylan baker in a ton of stuff prior to this movie yeah but like one of the things i had most recently seen and i do not remember what it was but in the movie he played like a really creepy child molester so i just i, I like odd like internal reaction when he showed up on screen in this and i was like oh god <laughs> actually it's the, I, it's the you, pedo guy you know who he else oh you know who else he was he was actually in trains planes and automobiles he was that weird hit guy who with the uh you know <laughs> when, oh when yeah, he picks, yeah 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 um but uh you know who i always thought would have been a great kurt connor's in this series, actually, to later become the lizard, like in Spider-Man 4 sometime down the line, in the hypothetical, you know, Spider-Man 4 or 5. I always mm-hmm. thought William H. Macy would have been great as oh, yeah, that uh, Kurt too. Connors. Yeah, because he's got that right little meek thing, but the dude's also super talented and can be exceptionally intimidating yeah. when he wants to. Oh, for sure. He's uh, an actor. And speaking, yes, and speaking of intimidating, we got uh, uh, James Franco returning. Where he, I love how quick he switches tone of the scene where he's like, yeah, you're taking some pictures. Like, he's like, oh, hi, Pete. It's been so long. I love you. He's been taking pictures of Spider-Man. I fucking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I do like Franco's performance in this, too. It was interesting I because, do. like, um, at least as I remember, we'll see if I agree with that at the end. That's how I should do this. But. Mm. Yeah, I remember he was he had a good run for a little bit here. This is a good get for him. Yeah, totally. I also really love uh, Rosemary Harris as uh, May Parker. Uh, she's she reminds actually, me of like Silver Age Aunt May for sure. Yeah, because well, I read the original, you know, Stan Lee run, Steve Ditko and Stan Lee run from the '60s, like in graphic novel form. Uh, like they were available at Barnes and Nobles, and 
uh, anytime, and because you know Aunt May is much older in those that iteration, I always read Aunt May in her voice. So I guess you could call that a real, real big bunk, bunk, like big uh, bump up from Rosemary Harris, oh, and she is sure. great in this. Yeah, I am uh, not gonna lie and say I don't like the idea of using uh, younger May in the new movies, but. Who's going to complain, uh, yeah. Aunt Tomei, as it's, it were? It's a different world. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, well, I'm fine with them allowing goddesses to play Aunt May at this point. What they a just change. Keep, they just keep getting younger. I mean, first we had Rosemary <laughs> Harris. Then we had Sally Field, who's kind of in her like late 50s, early 60s. Right. And now it's Marissa Tomei in her 30s or 40s. And well, like, I think she's she's got to be. I think Marissa Tomei's in her 50s, to be honest with you. She just looks that good, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, sainthood does that for you. <laughs> I, I I do really wish that they uh, almost brought in sick Aunt May because they had they they kind of hint at it a little bit here and there, but it's not really a thing until like we get to right. three. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like that was one of the things that I love about. Peter Parker, especially in these movies, because three was where I actually got mad. I'm like, where, you know, he starts swinging around and is like, oh, the city loves me now. I'm like, shut the hell up, Peter. The city's supposed to hate you, and you're supposed to, like, climb over that shit like the character that you are. Right, exactly. Because, <laughs> so, like, this one gets the sadness and the dourness so so well. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And it's actually times where it's just like, Oh fuck it! Hurts, and these scenes though. here with like May being super broke and her being like, "Just take my money, Peter." <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not that much anyway. Yeah, don't leave it here. Oh, I'm an older woman, you know. <sighs> well, still, she plays it so beautifully. Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm not trying to make fun of her performance. No, right no, Just, we don't want to. Well, we don't want any other. It's like it's sort of an interesting Raimi vibe in general, where whenever he has to do serious emotions in anything he does, I think he's probably a fun, like and I say weird in a fun, funny way. I think mm -hmm. that's who he is as a person. Yeah. And so whenever I get scenes like this, these in his movies, it always feels so like kind of. I don't know. It's almost got this like it's. It, you know what it is? I think he really intentionally was trying to capture. Now that I'm watching this again as like a real adult, uh, but uh, trying to capture that kind of Silver Age vibe in the tone of the scenes. Like, there's just something about the way they deliver the dialogue, even where I'm like, oh, this kind of has this like sort of old timey appeal that I bet the newer Marvel movies won't really feel no, like. They'll feel no. a little more. You know what I mean? Like this they're going to be a little bit know, more '90s, you know, or you know, the ultimate age. Just sort of like, right? Exactly. I feel like, and I and it, by the way, it was smart for them because they've got like a contained ecosystem. But I think this also speaks to the idea that at this point, Marvel was not at all the power they were, and Sam no. Raimi probably called the shots on the on a lot of this. Yeah, you know, where they were yeah, like, yeah. all right, here's like a list of rules you have to adhere to. So I think about that in some of these scenes where I'm just like, this is so interesting to me to see. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. No, no, I you think... know, you're totally right. Because, um, yeah, because like, because that—that's probably another reason why this movie is so adored by me. Because I read those Silver Age comics. I read all sure, even, and I even love the fact that you know when you know because like in you know year two or three of the comic run back in those days, 
you know, at first he was wearing just like either like Peter Parker's suit was just like literally like a real nerdy suit. But when he gets to college, he has that same fucking vest. And I'm like, oh, my God, they even got the vest right. Right. <laughs> it was That's so, so fun. Yeah, exactly. It's, so like, and it's, it rendered... it's a cool thing for the fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like when you see that shit rendered, but in a present day, I'm like, oh, shit, they actually get it. They understand me. This lonely old, this lonely little kid who reads comic books alone at lunch. <laughs> But uh, also, the, you, it, you know what's really great is that there are retreaded scenes like this one. You know, no, we got to have another another uh, talk over the trash can lids. But uh, this movie in no way, shape or form, feels like a rehash of Spider-Man 1. Even though there's a yeah. lot of, you know, repeated beats and whatnot. But, sure. uh, uh, but I think uh, the whole reason why this works so well is because... They stated specifically that we're going to take beats away from Spider-Man, or no, not, uh, excuse me, Richard Donner's Superman 2, you know? Right. Like, let's, let's yeah, have I can him definitely get, see that. I can definitely see that vibe a little bit, too. Like, we're still going to play it straight. Uh, we're going to build off of the characters a little bit more, but we're also going to give our characters such anxiety about his powers that he ultimately gives them up, right. and he has to get them back again. Okay, this little... <laughs> when he gets back to his apartment, because apparently he's moved out of Harry Osborne's apartment. Um, Which makes sense because he takes pictures of the guy that killed me. Yeah. yeah. I love these guys. This is this is the, the American housing situation right now. <laughs> yeah. All of us are being berated by one of the guys that took over the plane in Air Force One. Specifically <laughs> a fucking Russian. <laughs> it's Russian Dude, collusion, man. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dick doesn't pay the rent. You're like, this is a, this whole movie was actually supposed to be an anti-landlord presentation <laughs> that they rewrote into a Spider-Man sequel. Yep, yep. But I love the name Dickovich that because at first when he said that when I was a kid, I'm like, did he just say Dicko bitch? <laughs> nice. Well, but, it, was uh, a, it was it's it's Ditkovich, right? Because it's I'm yeah. assuming it was a Steve Ditko Easter egg. Yep, yep. That's 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 what I found out later. I love how dank his apartment is. That Oh, yeah, it That really is, is That is actually a really nice studio apartment for downtown New York City. <laughs> now that you think about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it what his rent is judging from his lifestyle in general. Yeah. So it's it's tough being Spider-Man. And the point where there's actually no, there's actually a communal bathroom, and I love this where he's yeah. Th this little bit is just a great comedy bit. No. <laughs> oh, and here we are. The film's villain, Alfred Molina, dude. This was I a, love uh, what's his name walking in here too with the sunglasses on like he's a movie star. Yeah, James Franco walking yeah, so in. Funny. But uh, yeah, dude, Alfred Molina. This this guy is this is this is where he made Doc Ock like really fucking famous. Like I I didn't know him too well before I'd seen this movie, so for a while he was the Doc Ock guy for me, which I'm sure he's like, oh, you fucking comic book fans. Or I gotta say it in British accent. Oh, you wanking wanker comic book fans! <laughs> Interesting fellow, your friend. Yeah, 
but uh yeah dude like uh he's now he i've gone to like really respect him for a lot of the stuff that he's done i mean you know everything from his first little bit in raiders of the lost art to his role in chocolate and that crazy bit part in boogie nights oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah but, uh although you know what's really great about alfred molina and speaking of his other roles uh he was uh doing broadway while he was shooting this movie uh and it was fiddler on the roof bringing back our oh, little fiddler awesome. on the roof thing yeah uh but <laughs> every once in a while in between takes like when he was in the doc ock bit uh he would have he was they were prepping for a stunt and he would just be going if i were a rich man all night long i bitty bitty bum if i were a wealthy man and the puppeteers would actually move the arms in sync oh that's great yeah there's actually a little uh dvd easter egg bonus feature where if you look just in the right spot there's actually footage of that and it's amazing oh that's awesome yeah i'll link it in the <laughs> description for you guys later yeah i would and I, I will have to find it there too or you can privately message me <laughs> um yes why does the actress what should i recognize the actress that plays his wife from you got anything on her uh, I, I meant Shit. to I, I feel like this and it's funny because I remember thinking this the last time I saw the movie, which would have been I don't know, I feel like I haven't seen these in the at least I don't think I've watched any of these since the MCU started happening. If you can oh, believe really? that. I'm not a big rewatcher usually, unless it's like something that has like I don't know. I always feel like the things I end up rewatching are kind of deep cuts. Because, you know, I can't imagine, I don't know, I'd never run into someone who, like, really is like, oh, I haven't seen it, and I'm interested in it simultaneously, if that makes sense. Yeah, Because I feel yeah. like if you like Spider-Man or comic stuff, you've seen it already. But, um, yeah, it's been a long time. And I feel like every time I see her, I'm like, why does she look so familiar? Uh, she was in Star Trek Insurrection, maybe? That is totally what it is from. That is totally what it's from. Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. Yep, Thank you. Yep. No, oh, I feel probably... like such a dork right now. That's amazing. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you have Google on your side. Yeah, right. Well, I'm trying to do that thing where if I I know if I do try to do that, I will end up staring at my phone and doing the. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Of... What we're you know exactly. <laughs> I love this. Is so cute that he's actually reading poetry and but doing public laundry with your Spider-Man suit. So yeah, good. And then to you know make it a little bit more dour and just to beat on sp poor Peter Parker even more, fucking colors ran in the wash. Yeah, that's hilarious. You'd think he would have noticed that, right? Oh my, trailer shots and the useful uh, <laughs> and you know it's funny too because he's like still in great shape, but he's not a, he's not as in great a shape as he was in the first movie's trailer shots. Well, you know what's crazy about Tobey Maguire's poor body this entire time because. Uh, literally a year before, he had to lose like fifty pounds or something like that to for play, Sea Biscuit, right? Yeah, jo to play a jockey for uh, Sea Biscuit. So first, the dude had to bulk up. Well, first he had to be kind of all thin for the early Peter Parker stuff that they shot. Then he had to beef up for Spider Man, lose the weight for uh, uh, Sea Biscuit. He hurt his back during the making of that when he got thrown off a horse. Uh, and then 
he had to gain that weight all the way back for this movie, all within the span of like two and a half years. That's nuts. Crazy to think about, it, isn't it? I know, dude. Acting, like pe- people always say, oh, acting must be one of the greatest and easiest jobs. No, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it that you just don't think about. Exactly. And most people never. But the, you know, I feel like that's the case for everyone in every job. Yeah, no, like, totally. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wait, what's oh? Oh, that's that's so. God, it's so Peter Parker. I fucking love it. Yeah, and he's like, still like, okay. It's like also, it's also lightweight Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of is. They're like, oh, let me pull uh, this away from you now that you have it. Of course, it wouldn't be fucking Spider-Man if we didn't have like a really cool action chase. I love this. Boom. Yeah, the, and the kid's reaction is so funny. Right. Right. Then they say something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh, that, that's great Mama, i just never believed her i love that man i always feel like one of my frustrations about hero characters in general is i always feel like there is an easier way to do the crime fighting that they do but like yeah. I, and this is maybe this is just something i need to explore in my own writing but like this is a great example of in my opinion great use of his power and skill set right it's quick it's effective, and he's not even here anymore, right? He just, like, did this and moved on, and we're good to go. I love that, but I always feel like there's got to be this uh, weird ego moment to a certain extent with heroes where they, like, have to. And this is what a great little effect shot there. I know, uh, But there's right? always that ego moment where they, like, we, I got to be boots on the ground. I got to be the guy in this car where, at this point, I'm like, couldn't you have just done the same web trick but to this car and then let the cops deal with it? Oh, I love this <laughs> little bit right here fucking wet balls man that was the because i actually remember reading because you know i read about uh i was i think it was it might have actually been nick magazine you know back when it was actually kind of cool um but i remember reading about an interview with toby mcguire like are there any new powers that spider-man is going to show off in the sequel and he's like there might be web balls and i saw that i'm like oh fuck there's actually web balls that's awesome yeah (laughs) i always thought that was i always had a lot of questions about that because of him having the organic shooters and how that worked did he just you know steal that the the the, those thieves car i thought so right oh shit and then of course it wouldn't be a sam raimi movie without the great the one the only bruce campbell if chins could kill great book by the way um, but his oh man bruce campbell just has so much fun with these things because i know he because from what i'm told he is like one of the great nerd icons but he is also the least nerdy person you will actually ever meet but unlike a lot of people like that where i'd say harrison ford's a good example but yes. harrison ford hates it yes but bruce campbell seems to be like no i'm really glad you all love me like he always right? seems like that dude. Yeah, he he revels in it, um, in the fame. Oh, I love this little bit with where we get our actual heroes theme song, the real theme song. Right. I was like, woof. Did they get in trouble? <laughs> but I love how they they play it really off key and in a really weird New York way. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. That's good. That's good. 
You know, the, it just occurred to me the only way to make this scene even more sad and even more cartoonishly dour is to have it start raining. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Where, yeah. No, they uh, do that later in the movie and then yes. go one step further with the rain song. I remember, <laughs> I remember that being a moment like, I get it. Peter's life sucks. Just go back to the plot. <laughs> Let's see no, if I, I feel that way today. I'm honestly oh, kind of no. here for it. John Jameson. No. That one that one astronaut that I saved. Issue comics. Spider-Man yeah. number one. Amazing Spider-Man number one, 1963. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Frazier is especially effective. I love the fake reviews. Right. And I always think it's... <laughs> I always hate that he does. He's like, oh, I'm just not even going to go over there. Whereas he could have just not been a total dick and been like, hey, Mary Jane, I totally was five minutes late and I missed call. I didn't realize they wouldn't let me in after they closed the doors. And, you know, I think it. he's just like, I love I'm, that shot. Uh, yeah, dude, the spider cam with this. Yeah, it was just such an interesting. It, it's like a weird, in, a cool way to put you in there. Yeah, because Raimi often uses a lot of like first person perspective shots in his movies in general, which I think is a great way of really putting the audience in there in the characters, you know, spot mm -hmm. or shoes rather. Yeah, they're POV. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, the spider cam, that was the uh, the the pulley system rig that was computer controlled that you can go up and down and you under crank. So it actually looked like it was going even faster when you play. Oh, that's back. cool. Yeah, man, that, it was it was actually developed by John Dykstra for the first movie, but it's cool. been kind of used. The a, a very similar kind of rig has been used since the early '90s. It wasn't just really, really perfected until the the first Spider-Man movie because they only used it once, which was the very end. Now in this one, they've been using it all all the time. Yeah, where got, did they use it? The you mean like the whole outro sequence? Yeah, the whole outro sequence okay. was. That's that when they sense. really you. That's the Listen only time up. they actually use the the Spider Man, the Spider Cam. Here, how Sparks? Just go all over there. Yeah, how Sparks here looks so two thousand four, and I can't really put my finger on why, but I think it's the earring and the hair combination. Oh, it which no, is yeah, even totally. funnier to me because he pretty much looks exactly like he's like styled like Andrew Garfield in the bad <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> oh movies. my god, you're totally. He's got right. that same hair. It's really weird. I mean, seriously, it looks like he's going to go sing, I don't know, a trapped song or something. <laughs> With his dog, naturally. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Too I do funny. like the little the, the little bit that goes like, you know, looks that suit looks uncomfortable. Gets kind of itchy and, you know, rides up in the crotch. <laughs> it, it, the, uh, dude, so good. Like a clever little beat like that and then. Oh, oh man, dude! I remember they had um, they put those signs up in New York for a while leading up yeah. to this, and I remember like before it leaked that it, it, nobody realized it was for this at first. I remember there was like some post about it. They're like, "Is she doing like an a, like an, a fragrance ad or something?" And that's what Emma Rose is. And then right yeah, shortly after, they're like, "No, we're shooting Spider Man here." And they're like, oh, shit, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, so funny. Hey, back when they actually still had pay phones. Yeah. You don't see those anymore. Um, but, yeah, I do love that look that he gives to those posters as he's walking by. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, come on, man. 
Um, and I also love the fact that uh, the the bike he's ha he has to drag his now collapsed bike, <laughs> which yeah, just sucks. Sucks because uh, apparently they wrecked like a shitload of those. Because that thing's like a vintage bike that they got, um, and they actually destroyed most of it. And they were like, "Well, we're gonna get rid of it." And Sam Raimi's like, "No, wait, we gotta have it for this really. Uh, we gotta have it for Sad Peter." <laughs> exactly so, so they actually that was actually one of the destroyed bikes that they that they killed in one of the other stunts which i thought was really funny Ugh. i don't have 50 cents i don't have money i'm a i'm a radioactive millennial right it's true unfortunately yeah dude seriously like it's an imagine Peter... dragon song because like that's that's one of the things that I freaking love about the the so something that Stan Lee was so smart about back in the day is like giving a superhero problems um, and problems that are actually enhanced by your powers, not they don't solve them, you know? Right. Uh, oh, for sure. And I just it's almost love like that. Yeah, it's almost like Parker doesn't have too many problems. Outside yeah. of the ones that he kind of almost creates himself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, some things like some of his confidence comes back when, uh, when he after he gets his powers and he's able to deal with the bully a little bit more. Just in, but he still has to deal with them different ways. Like, oh shit, I can't hurt this guy, right. <laughs> otherwise my secret will be revealed. This but, sequence uh, is lovely. Oh here. shit, yeah. I like the set again. It's one of those things where. It's because it's like not as much of a factory production as the Marvel movies have kind of become. And again, I don't mean that to sound negative. It's just that. Yeah. Like, yeah. They all have a shared visual style, all that, whatever. But I like that this is different than that, but also recognizable and similar. Like it still looks right, mm -hmm. but it doesn't look quite the same way that I know that this would look in the current Marvel universe. By the way, speaking of Doc Ock, I really think the way they handled him in the new game was incredible. I thought that was oh, a great dude. story and wonderful way of handling that. Yeah, dude, because you know, like, in the game, he, like, starts to deteriorate mentally, and you're like, oh, my God, I know what's going to happen, and I'm loathing that right. it's going to happen. Um, yep, especially because you're like, oh, what a great relationship, and they do such a great job of of building the dynamic over the course of it so that when it gets there at the end, and I love the, you knew! I always think about that scene, and if that, uh, I won't say oh. any more in case somebody wants to play the game because it's still kind of new. But, oof, yeah, love it. Oh, dude, those are some amazing because that's all practical. I love right. how practical they made the arms because they just, you know, did a test with some dryer tubes to see and with some puppeteers to see if they could make it work. And then they made these amazing death flower claws with a spinal column on top of another spinal column. Like, oh, I oh, love the sure. design for these arms. And again, yeah, that's they just, look incredible. Those are just puppeteers with the puppeteers, like you know, digitally removed, right? Like, and it looks amazing. <clears throat> are there actually like people standing with them, or are they on wires? Uh, both, like marionette it, style. Okay, it, honestly, it differs from shot to shot. Well, uh, that and, and that makes sense depending yeah. on what they need. And plus, you know, there are some shots like the wide one earlier. There was one where literally the entire thing was just CG.
And you know that inhibitor chip that he mentioned, apparently there was one draft of the script where he, he that's the reason why Spider-Man was losing his powers. Because he... Really? He, uh, yeah, Doc Ock was apparently the guy who engineered the, the super spider uh, and used that inhibitor chip to uh, uh, drain his powers. But they thought it would be more interesting if it was, you know, stress and anxiety. That's just a cooler little character thing i think it, anyway. uh, yeah it makes way more sense than having like this you know i don't know grand scientific almost magic right. thingy. yeah where instead it, it makes way more sense that it dude i mean what's really funny to me is i was thinking about this earlier when we first kind of mentioned it but like i don't know if you've ever read james cameron's spider-man script but there's a lot and i'm sure that this is still kind of carries through some of the other spider-man stuff in general but there's definitely a bunch of the uh sort of this in Cameron's script in particular, there's a lot of like almost like puberty references and kind of like a, a sexual awakening at times. And I remember yeah. there's a scene in that script where Parker wakes up and he pretty much has like the equivalent of a wet dream, but he like wakes <laughs> up and he's all like webbed up to a bridge or something uh... absurd like that. But I, I kind of always joke to myself that, like, Spider-Man's getting, like, weird performance ED here, right? <laughs> because, like, stress and anxiety. And it's funny because, like, those are main uh, issues with actual sexual dysfunction. Yeah. And I, I just think it's funny how much they tied it into. And also the fact that, like, he's literally shooting these gummy... I said gummy with a G, by the way, but <laughs> maybe the other way works too. These gummy ropes. All right, here. Okay, so this shot of Ox glasses here, yeah. where he's looking at the reflection. This is so silly, but it always drove me nuts that the reflection's only in the one eye. <laughs> right? Why couldn't like see? And I'm sitting there watching. I was like, I just flashed back. In... It's such a silly thing. It's just in his right eye, and it, I mean, it, it's 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 a practical shot. But it was one of those things that you'd think as the as somebody visually like, all right, do we want this just in one eye or both? He is staring at a giant globe, you know. Like, let's but, actually uh, put those in his goggles. They could have CG'd it, and that right. would have been fine if yeah, it's in or, service to the or what's funny, Well, in the other shots, when he moves his head more, yeah. it's out of it's out of both. And then I'm like, well, that also works. You know what I mean? Like, you almost don't yeah. see the reflection of most of the other scene. I, it's such a stupid nitpicky thing, but I always think about that whenever I see that <laughs> scene. It's been so you, long, I can't believe I remember that. Well, do you know who uh, gave uh, Alfred Molina acting tips on this move? Because uh, this was, like, the first time they had the full four arms on set. Do you know who they he got to give him, like, a little bit of acting tips? No. Who, Fucking William Defoe. Oh, that makes sense. Willem Dafoe came, was apparently on set. They heard he was shooting, and he's like, oh, I'll visit the set. Say hi to the old fan. Dude, look, look. And that, so uh, that, that one was a CG yeah, reflection. Yeah. Totally. And look, another CG reflection with the glass. Right. How did you miss that, Sam Raimi? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I mean, maybe he didn't miss it. Maybe he wanted it to look that way. Because that's guess. always that's another thing. It's me being nitpicky. Yeah, but I it's also could just be me going. I don't entirely have the same feelings as the person who legitimately made this. Yeah. But I've also never made a huge budget film. So who am I to talk? That's exactly. right. Someone who wants to make a huge budget. film. <laughs> Pay me. Yeah. Sony. I mean, come I just and hire really me. want to be talent. So but I'll yeah. make my stuff so that I get the jobs. I love those lenses Oakley made for his um, for his suit. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, but, yeah, apparently Willem Dafoe was on location while he was shooting this scene here. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, well, I'll say hi to the friends and like say hi to everyone. 
And then apparently he came up with the idea of having because he wasn't supposed to be in this one when he you know starts haunting Harry Osborn. Right. Uh, but while he was on set, he's like, oh, how cool would it be if I came back as like you know, uh, uh, King Hamlet haunting his son? That's all. Yeah. So so smart too. I love that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Love this hero shot of Tobey Maguire. Godspeed, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now we got the most Evil Dead out of a non-Evil Dead movie in this sequence right here. This is so fucking cool. Like, you know what's th- funny too is like Raimi hasn't really done anything visually like that in a while, and I I remember being really excited for um, what was the one he did with Allison Lohman a few years back as her Justin uh, Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, I remember yeah. thinking I was like, we're gonna get some craziness, and the in the uh, the seance scene in that is nuts. But this is just so intense and terrifying and crazy. It cracks me up. Like uh, it's so beautiful. It's so cartoonishly like. Who has a surgical buzzsaw and a surgical chainsaw? Oh, for sure. Right? Although I love the characterization that they do. Because apparently they shot this with the arms first. Just as a test to see what the hell they could do. So this was literally just Sam Raimi having fun as a test. Right. But it wound up so good. They were like, let's put this in the movie. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, shadow. Yeah, the way they use the shadows and the, the, the staging the, the shots. The light and the sparks and, oh, my God, the electrocution. And the and nails. It, doesn't she, like, scrape look- the floor with her nails in a minute? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I have that visual locked in my Yeah, there it, there it is. I want to know what they used to make the floor so it would do that when she. I don't know, um, man, but it looks fucking great. Yeah. It's probably just oh, like geez. clay of some sort. Yeah, I love that you had that moment, too, where you're like, oh, is he about to go full Evil Dead on this? Yeah, he just did. <laughs> <laughs> so good, though. Like, only, Sam Raimi is the only person who would have made this sequence like this. Right. Love that POV of the ca- like the, the fact that each individual arm has cameras. Like, that's cool. I also really love that one shot where they're just moving around and Doc is completely unconscious. That that was always a creepy shot to me because it's oh, just yeah. it's but just he like the wakes arms. up and sees the like the death and destruction he's got yeah. left. Oh, this is such a good shot with the under with the Dutch lighting. Yeah, channeling his inner Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah right also love his build it's absolutely just right like he looks like he's like a uh, a boxer from the 50s <laughs> that's that's a great uh description well i think that's what he was going for or either yeah, like he, a, that's uh, the ki- a circus strong man kids would say yeah yes love that shot Dude, the puppet work on this movie is just so amazing. Because, like, you know, you see shots like this and you know they're CG, but because they actually made practical stuff and they have them on the sets, that helped the CG blend so beautifully, you know? Right. Because, uh, oh, there's the, uh, the, um, the flat iron building is the Daily Bugle again. But, uh, yeah, dude, I, I've always said, like, if you're going to do special effects – have something, pr- and if you're going to use CG, 
build it first and then CG it. Because if you have something on the set to where light and shadows can interact, it'll register so much more and it will help the artists out so much. You know? Oh, for sure. Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, you know what's fucking funny? A little, another little Doctor Strange thing. Uh, was this whole movie like a real subliminal uh, tape to to Disney Marvel to be like, hey, can I have a Doctor Strange movie in fi- sixteen years? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so funny to think about. Yeah, he's gonna be doing uh, it, uh, what was it, Multiverse of Madness? I think it's called. I am very curious as to how Sam Raimi is going to work inside of the Marvel machine. I'm super yeah. curious. It's one of those things I'm a little nervous about, I'm a little apprehensive because he's like, you know, a creative. He's, yeah, he's he's Sam Raimi, man. Like, All of the people was... like him have washed out of Marvel before they get to make their movies. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like Edgar Wright. You know, anyone that's like got a somewhat singular vision. But that said, I think Raimi kind of in a weird way was the beginning foot. Or like the uh, uh, how should I say this? Like the foundation for a lot of the visual style, because I would argue that this movie probably influenced a lot of how the MCU works, looks, moves. You yeah, know? it's like bit. this kind of visually with uh, with John John Favreau's Jean. I don't know why I said it that way. John Favreau's <laughs> kind of sensibilities, but yeah, yeah. That I want to see these puppet people do uh, like raptors or something. Oh, right. You know what I mean? I, I get that. It's like that slash dinosaurs, uh, other dinosaurs slash like snakes. Yeah, well, yeah, because I actually got like a little bit of, you know, creepy Adam and Eve serpent sort of temptation sort of thing going with For this sure. scene. Which I freaking And love I love that, that all of the I, I really love that they all kind of have a slightly different personality too. Yeah. And then like two of the arms have like the more scary looking t- like these two that are up front have like the more aggressive looking like death you know, flower look to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other ones are like, oh right, they're like sleek and they've got they've got inside the little uh the really small detailed ones, which is very interesting. Again, I, I keep thinking about how the production design of this movie, how good it looks. Right? Uh, and how I many remember... scenes they, they just have are just Doc Ock talking to himself. Yeah, he was totally you just know. straight up goleming here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know what was really, uh, really crazy? Because I remember reading that uh, Alfred Molina actually named all four tentacles. The, uh, the bottom two, which were the larger ones, were Harry and Larry. And then the top two were Flo and Moe. And Flo, oh, nice. yeah, Flo was slightly shorter than the other ones. I think it was like the top right one. And it was operated actually by a female uh uh, operator so flow is the only female tentacle here <laughs> well i'm just glad to see a uh, tentacle representation right you know <laughs> tentacle wise matter yeah there you go the power of the sun in the palm of my hand i want to see this done like a like a play right Oh, just bring back Alfred Molina. You know he'd eat that shit up. Um, yeah, what's he been up to lately? Oh, man, I forget. Because I, I know he's done some more Broadway. Uh, he's done a lot of voice work, actually. Like, a lot of voice work. I'm hearing, like, oh, shit, that's Alfred Molina. 
whenever I'm watching like an animated movie, uh, like he's done some TV and whatnot. But oh, Joel um, McHale, did he just show up? Yes. Yes. Joel McHale, who obviously had some hairline work done. I'm on <laughs> you, Joel. I'm not mad about it. We all should do it. But yeah. <laughs> what if I told you the greatest comeback wasn't Joel McHale's career? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I still like love that. how he's still kind of playing those uh, kind of dickish character bits. Yeah. Kind of like he's not a super awful guy, but he's also not kind enough to like be good to you. Okay, something that's been bothering me that I just realized. Hit me. Why the hell is the vault door in the lobby and not like in some deep back room? Yeah. Well, because <laughs> it's a movie. It's definitely yes. that's like right? It's movie definitely logic. Definitely like, movie oh, logic. Never... But you know what? The I'm only... here for it. Oh, and yeah, I don't well... love this line. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's that's a great line. Also another really great line. All of Put, them. Oh, yeah. Dude, so good. And I love the fact that he still has, like, the the glasses look, but he has sunglasses now. Yeah. The trench coat. all uh, The costume design is fantastic. Okay, now we have, like, one of the few quips. Yeah, and it's and not great i'll take it i'm taking it's that. better than the only one we got in the previous movie which was out of your mind gobby or something <laughs> like that i remember thinking like who allowed this to be said <laughs> i can't imagine being at toby mcguire's level of fame when he became spider-man um <laughs> and not being like guys i'm not saying that <laughs> oh jesus that crushes Ed like an egg. Dude, these action sequences were so amazing. Yeah. Especially, Especially when you for know. The time. Yeah, dude, because you know, like, half this shit is, like, a lot of really great special effects and stunt work, all shot practically with a little bit of CGI to add on top to, to spice it up, you know? It's like Spider Man is the most CG thing in this movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Because. Sometimes it's great, and then sometimes oh, um, he's a little fake, but it's all good. Yeah. I no, love no, the seriously. rig they use to do their scenes. Yes. Okay. Sam, so we, oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, we were just like, okay, so we had a little bit of Evil Dead. Here's a little bit more Evil Dead for you. And and then this one here, her running into the camera and screaming. He <laughs> loves, he, Sam Raimi loves that shot. <laughs> well, that's it's, such a it, Sam Raimi shot, though. Yeah, oh, for sure. He is that, that is like, he's like, we need to have a screaming woman in this next moment. Oh, dude. I love it. Man, did, okay, so you know what was really crazy that I heard about? Yeah. So, Alfred Molino really didn't want to do a whole lot of his stunts, mostly to not take away from, like, actual, st oh, Stanley! Lee. boy. Yeah. Real quick cameo. That's, like, the quickest Stanley cameo in all Marvel history. Yeah. Um, but no, apparently, like, Alfred Molina didn't want to do a whole lot of stunts because he said, I just don't want to take away from the actual stunt work of the stuntmen. Mm -hmm. But apparently, uh, Rosemary Harris did most of her stunts. Which Isn't that is crazy. crazy? Yeah, I yeah, know. It is. She was, like, in her late 60s at the time, man. But most, Insane. for the most part, like. She was only that old? I felt like she would have been older than that, even. 
Uh, maybe. Like, uh, I'll... Uh, how old was it? Because I forget. But I, all I know old. is she She's did 92 now, so she would have been, like... It was 16 years set- ago. Yeah, so it would have so been she like she would have been, been like seventy eight, yeah, yeah. seventy six. But yeah, now she thankfully did she didn't have a ton of stunts. But you know, it's what a, still what a like badass. damn right. That's great. You know, I love how they have these beautiful Shakespearean monologues and this great character depth. And they split it up with, in their, or they break up the the dialogue with stupid comic book dialogue like that. Yeah. And then Shame this, on you. This little great moment where she smacks him, dude. That's so cool. Like, and don't don't fuck with Aunt May, man. She might be yeah. an old lady, but she's man, doing she, all of her stunts, dude. <laughs> I mean, you know, some of that's like a lot of that CG and whatnot. But sure, for some of the uh, the the, the more sky pe- looks really grainy, but. I also yeah. just, I keep noting, uh, this is cracking me up, all of the extras are all, like... Lady, <laughs> really nice-looking ladies. <laughs> well, and they're always dressed in a... Like, the, one of them was dressed somewhat provocatively. I'm like, yeah. what, what am I not knowing about Sam Raimi? <laughs> well, there's actually another shot literally coming up as Spider-Man flies away, just, like, right here. <laughs> yeah, it's like two more of the... It was it just, it's just funny. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's just a slice of life. Oh, man. I love that shot, man. Dude. Yeah. Just like thinking Spider- about swinging and how freeing that must be. Yep. I mean, dude, like, that's, that's when, you know, like, this was kind of like a high point for being a Spider Man fan. Cause when you see that rendered on screen, it's like, oh my God, how much could I get any better? Sadly, at least not for a long, long, long time would it not get yeah. any better. Because, <laughs> man, Spider-Man 3 was... Well, let's just say that I kind of look like Harry Osborn right here after I saw Spider-Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> Sipping on your blue flute. <laughs> Leave the bottle, damn it. I saw Spider-Man 3 in theaters. Yeah. No I'm lie, the though. new hobgoblin now. I love goblins. <laughs> No lie, though, that was, uh, I was like, uh, oh, I must have been, I think it was uh, like 15 or 16 at the time when I saw Spider-Man 3, but that was the first time I walked out of a theater, turned to my mom who took me, and straight up said, that movie sucked ass. (laughs) She kind of, you know, slapped me on the back of the head, but whatever. (laughs) Like, like, it's just like, Thanks for nothing. so funny i know i love this setup here i never noticed that this was cool too i keep going back to set design and production design in this movie well, i'm like yeah. oh i never noticed how cool all the spaces are yeah the uh, the the there's all these cra- crazy sets i mean you have doc ock's apartment you have the gala here you've got the uh, the pier sequence with running water it's uh, that had to be built on an angle to make it look like it's being deteriorated. And right. you have all these crazy setups. And then you have an entire train sequence in the downtown in the loop of Chicago uh, with that beautiful train sequence at the towards the end of the movie. But, yeah, holy shit. The, the sets are crazy in this movie. I think there was like a hundred different sets. Oh, geez. Poor, poor Parker just can't catch a 
fucking break with these things. Like, he can't even get free free hors d'oeuvres. Free hors d'oeuvres. Free the political prisoner hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> you literally should have done this, like, r like the night of and not wait, like, a week and a half later, you know? Yeah, but that's that's I think this is one of those things that to me I'm like this makes so much sense to for Peter's character. Well, it's like that thing where at, Peter by himself it makes a ton of sense. It there's that part of me that's like the way they I I feel like the way Peter goes back and forth on her all the time is really frustrating in this franchise. Oh yeah, no, to like I like I don't want to, you know, call out actors or yeah. Um, or anything, but Kirsten Dunst is because she's a really wonderful actress. Like I like probably one of my favorite uh, movies of all time is uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and she's oh, yeah. absolutely fucking brilliant in that. Um, but as Mary Jane Watson, she's fine as a performance, but dear God, what the hell were they smoking when they wrote her? Because man, it's like half the time you don't even want her to save, be saved. Well, I think, you know, I there they do I think their chemistry kind of works in this movie. Yeah. In a weird way, I kind of feel like she's a better Gwen Stacy. If that makes sense yeah. so that when they drop Gwen Stacy and sort of out of nowhere in the third one, I'm like, "What? Why?" You know, yeah. um I thought it would have been interesting if they had killed off Mary Jane, but that would have been the first big internet backlash probably. Probably. Oh, here's here's Harry to get drunk and mad again. Yeah. Don't act like you're my friend. Oh, he's like, you stole MJ from me? <laughs> like, dude. Yeah, I like that he's like, you stole MJ from me, and he's just like... Oh, sh Jesus. You know, something tells me, like, J like you know, that slap was, was unscripted, and they just kind of went with it. Because that is, like, a real earnest, earnest yeah. moment. Oh, for sure. Man, Peter Parker just, dear God, he is, he is having the worst night. And now he has to take the damn picture, too. Like, Jesus. I remember watching this movie. I'm like, oh, my God, how I can't even imagine that kind of level of anguish. And then 2020 said, came back around, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> boy i really right. wish i had me some spider powers to forget about life for a while and just swing gracefully for, through the the uh the buildings and heavens of new york until, until... he has ed again uh-oh i even love that that's kind of, and here's the sea biscuit right well so something i always like to talk about with this movie is that there is a lot of behind the scenes turmoil on this production yeah, uh, because to I've heard, you know, stories of Toby Maguire not being particularly easy to work with. And apparently he asked for like a ton more money and they kind of met some of his demands. And then there was a big issue about that for a while. And then he really played up an injury he got on Seabiscuit that you mentioned yep. earlier. Yep. Yep. And so the scene where they just did the back thing was apparently kind of a little gag. Yeah. To make fun of him. But this is I don't know how publicized this is. And it's funny because this actor made it into a Spider-Man movie last year. But uh, he was almost replaced with Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Yeah, yeah. We like, just... I, apparently they, like, had him on set in the suit and stuff. Like, they, I think it got pretty, pretty, pretty damn far close. along. I would love to. That's a podcast I'd love to do with Jake Gyllenhaal is just yeah. ask him, like, dude, what happened there? Yeah, and if dude, it's only, I'd like, 10 minutes, it's still I got Jake Gyllenhaal on my podcast. So. Right? It'd be a really cool little interview because, like, I've always wanted to hear what that is about. But to be fair, in all fairness, the fact that Tobey Maguire came back and did and delivered a, such a wonderful performance in this movie. I'm kind of glad that Jake Gyllenhaal had to wait before he got into a Spider-Man movie. So, because I'm still here for Tobey Maguire, you know. It wasn't until he got really fucking off the rails, goofy for Spider-Man Three, <laughs> where sure. I'm like, okay, it's time for you to fuck off. Bring in the new guy. <laughs> yeah, right. We're not gonna tolerate. Nah. This scene is always silly to me. Oh, the, uh, the with the doctor where he's like, yeah, in my dream, I'm Spider-Man. And, and the I love the fact, like, oh, so you're Spider-Man. It's fine. <laughs> like, dude, it's fucking New York, man. Come on. I've, I've heard some weirder shit than that. <laughs> but apparently there's like an even, this scene's even longer in the director, or the 2.1 or the director's cut whatever, or whatever the fuck yeah. you, yeah, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, but... <laughs> He has this long thing like, I used to dream about being a football player, too. And he goes on this long, weird spiel about it. And then he eventually leads back to his point. <laughs> and it's really silly to watch. Like, Spider-Man 2.1, I, like, I, I have issues with it. And yet there are scenes that I freaking love. So... <laughs> Uh, it's it's yeah. kind of a grab bag. I get. I, but I wonder if I ever day, saw two point one. I don't. I feel like it, but I they, can't think of it. They ran a sort of halfway cut on FX for a while because you know FX has the rights to this. Um, so they had like some. Def, they definitely had the extended action sequences, which I still don't know why they cut because those action sequences are amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, some of, like, the, you know, talking scenes were a little bit like, what? Well. But, but I still, if I really had to choose between them, I'd still probably prefer this version. It's just the one that I remember. And it's a little bit better, better paced, I think. And we got Cliff Robertson back as Uncle Ben. I really do like the setup where they're back in the car right before... He he uh he left and saw him for the last time. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because you know we got because it's a Sa again it's a Sam Raimi movie so we gotta have that car featured right. somewhere oh, in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I remember a few things. I remember being in high school. I was really into Army of Darkness, and my mom. This was like. I, this would have been the late 90s, so eBay was just kind of becoming a thing, and mm -hmm. internet shopping wasn't huge. But every so often, my parents would be way ahead of the curve on shit like that, where they're like, well, it's still a fucking company. I don't, you know, <laughs> the internet's going to be a thing. So, uh, and I remember her secretly eBaying me the Army of Darkness director's cut, which now is like easy to find, but in the 90s, when like that movie barely existed, yeah. it was in this like gold case, has this over the top drawing of Bruce Campbell. But around that same time, I was, you know, it was like around me learning to drive. And I remember us repeatedly finding this, the Sam Raimi car all <laughs> over town. And I kept going, man, I should get that. That'd be hilarious. Right. I didn't because I was like, I don't want to buy an old problem more than likely. But uh, yeah, still to this day, sort of regret it. Oh, well. 
Maybe sometime I, uh, when you're retired. And then this shot coming up right here. Yeah. Spider-Man, that, no more. It's the cover of that, that issue. Amazing Spider-Man number 50. I fucking love... Because I remember reading that particular story growing up before this movie came out. Like, even as a little kid, I was reading these comics. And when I saw this on the big screen, I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. You know, yeah. I didn't say those words, but <laughs> I was right. like, yeah. You're like, fuck. I'm just screaming, fuck. <laughs> and then we have the weirdest part of this movie. But for this is the some precursor. Reason, to, this is the scene that lets you know what was going to happen in Spider-Man. 3. A little bit. This but, is the warning. But it's the weirdest scene in this movie. But for some reason, and I cannot articulate why, it actually fucking works. It's because you want it to work, Tim. That's, I guess. That's why. Like, well, no, I even <laughs> remember watching. No, the movie, it's really I'm not. Like, it's really not bad. It's a little on the nose. But aside from that, you're totally right. Yeah, because you're like, this is so weird, and this should not be working. But for right. some reason, God damn it, it's this scene works. Yeah. They I, all I guess, sell it. You know what? I guess it's because it's so earnest to nerdy, geeky, good Peter Parker. And the fact that emo Peter Parker was such a misstep. Yeah. That it really took a bad misstep when it decided to do another number like like, like this, you know? Oh, for sure. Like, it was like, let, let's not take a, a misstep with uh, Peter Parker. Let's literally just yeet it off the cliff. Right. <laughs> you mean Yeeter Parker? Yeeter Parker. <laughs> Point two three electron volts. <laughs> but I, do, I, uh, but... I, we were talking about the movie cars before. I, now I've been thinking that. Uh, my famous person money is going to go to Freeze buying. Um, yeah, that's so good. Uh, <laughs> but buying cars from movies, but it's all going to be like nothing. You know, some you'd say that they'd be like, oh, like, like the DeLorean or like the Ghostbusters hers. Like, nah, man, yeah. this one's like a Toyota Corolla. It was light blue. Like, it's just regular looking cars. <laughs> uh, I think that's a that's a good bit. I'm gonna write that down in my notes for I, yeah, I do it, do it. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. And fucking Mary Jane's like, holy fucking shit, what the hell are you doing here? I thought I don't like you. <laughs> oh, and that guy. Uh, why do I know that actor, too? Oh, shit. He's been in some like other I stuff, should. too. I feel uh, like I should. You're right. I know. what His name is Reed Diamond. I knew it immediately. He is... All right, I don't want to spoil this, but it's like front, he was on, he's in a few episodes of my favorite show of all time called The Shield. Uh, and oh, he's doing yeah. some other stuff, too. But, um, yeah, if I say much about his, too much about his character, it's very spoilery. Right. But especially for the pilot episode itself. But I was like, man, that guy looks familiar. Oh, I know why. Uh, don't say anything. <laughs> There's a lot of really great little bit cameos. Like, can we just become, like, low-key friends with Sam Raimi and maybe we'll wind up in a Marvel movie? You know, that's the goal. I've been sending him <laughs> clippings of my hair for 15 years. Mostly a pubes, right? That's right. Well, no, 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 no. I only send him mustache trimmings. I don't want him to be weird. Oh, shit. Uh, but, yeah, man, like, Mary Jane is just such a weird character in these movies. Because, you know, I've re like I said, I've read a lot of the comics, and she is so different than she is in the because you know she's a lot more 
peppy and you know a little high energy and you know and a lot of that is to hide you know a lot of the uh, the the sadness that she got growing up in her personal life but right she's still she's still like you know got extremely high energy very creative and very much you know just a real likable gal next door this mary jane always felt like she was just a little bit too dour like peter particer like everybody all the emotions of this movie are that way that's like i think that's like the thing that i think you just articulated what i struggled to really say myself is i feel that's like my feeling on the on like the rom like not just the romance definitely the romance subplot but a lot of the emotions in this yeah yeah i mean it kind of works it works within the story it's just me being like a dork for Spider-Man where I'm like, exactly. you know, it's not always like the most depressing shit ever. And then we focus on the air conditioned sign on the cab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Now he's like his powers are draining so much that he needs his glasses again. Oh, man, dude. I think I actually have a replica pr- poster of that that cover. <laughs> Do you really? I th- yeah, I've got uh, I've got uh, you know picture reward pictures of Spider Man and uh, hanging up on my Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh shit! Oh man, J.K. Simmons is just so fucking good. Juicy J.K. Dude, that's his name. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Rude. And, yeah. He's um, such a dick, but I love it. You know what's actually really funny? On the uh, first that? Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man set, some of the suits got stolen. <laughs> and they uh, actually found the uh, the perp uh, trying to sell them on eBay. Really? Yeah, how fucking funny is that? That's really funny. We got we got to milk this lady. Apparently, there's another scene that she was in. I think you can find it on the D- the DVD. But uh, apparently, there's a, a moment like when Harry's at the uh, the planetarium drinking. Mm-hmm. He actually pours his wine off the side of the building, and it hits that poor little lady, <laughs> the lady with the violin. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, which I thought was such a weird weird little addition. And there he is watching Steve Rogers get his ass beat in the alley. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry. He'll come back and he'll Yeah, he's like, oh, he can do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. He's going to steal the shield. I really love the fall setting in the, the cemetery, both for this one and in at the ending of the last one. For some reason, I thought the, uh, the, the deathly trees and the, the, the leaves and the wind just added really wonderful spice and flair to the scene oh for sure give me that spicy flair fuck yeah oh yeah there's the car <laughs> oh and look he's got his moped refixed up again right on good for good for peter he's finally he's finally getting a break oh this 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 scene actually really breaks my heart that uh you know, on the anniversary of uh, Uncle Ben's passing, he actually fusses up without, you know, saying, I'm Spider-Man, Aunt May. He actually fusses up and actually tells him, tells Aunt May 
that he's partially responsible. Like this. Oh man, this is such a good scene. Yeah, it's like the whole movie. They're just like, let's just keep shitting on Packer. Well, I don't know. I feel like you know he's like Peter's in this headspace where I'm like, well, I'm kind of in a break. Uh, Things are finally looking up a little bit better. Sure. And even though Uncle Ben is gone, maybe now, now that things are slightly better, I can, I can confess to Aunt May exactly what happened. Just to get this guilt that I've been carrying with me for the last two or two years or so and just put it out there because I can't take it anymore. And I love how quiet the scene is and how for sure uh, the shaking under both their voices is just like, cause you know, when you see movie, (laughs) it's really funny, like movie crying, Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man. We've seen that. And it's all blubbery, like, ah, and it looks kind of dumb. And then we have, like, the, you know, just the one beautiful tear down a, right. a regular face. This is the point where I'm like, finally, they actually did get sad, the sadness and in correct, where there's not really a whole lot of tears, but there's just heaviness and right big breathing and trembling of a, underneath and where they just kind of lose it. And I'm like... So this, in a weird way, this these movies do have the full spectrum of sad Peter Parker Spider Man. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Oh, I uh, I yeah, it's a it, it was definitely interesting to watch him tell him tell the story. I think it's funny that he tells the story, but he kind of um, I don't know, he pulls a few punches. Yeah, well, I like, mean, I he held his hand. Well, he, I mean, he can't tell him tell her specifically you know that i'm spider-man i want to go beat the fuck out of uh bone saw mcgraw right uh but you know he it, it that those details really aren't the important details though and her slowly pulling her hand back as he reaches oh. out for her and rosemary rosemary harris like this is just like where she just stands up and leaves them like goddamn <laughs> This movie, this movie might be silly at times, but it knows how to it knows when to stop and do some good drama. Whew! Out of that, that scene, percussive clank. Yes. Yeah, I really love the design of this machine. It's so cool, right? The fact Doesn't, that it kind of, it... yeah, look, the fact that it kind of emulates his arms, but not really. Yeah, it's like one tip. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Look at these sets, man. You were mentioning, like, because this is an actual soundstage with real water on the bottom. Right. You know how hard it is to have a set with water? Oh, yeah. be insane. And everything's falling apart the whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. That shit's a bitch and a half. And it smells weird. Oh, this guy, who I remember remember having to rewatch this movie when I saw Spider-Man 3, when that guy is the one that has, like, the big reveal at the end of the... He should have led with that, man. What? That was he should have led with that in this movie because, wow, you waited so much time, and after James Franco took a grenade to the face to tell him that, like, right, you are so fired, Butler. Yeah, well, not to mention, I thought from an audience perspective, I was like, who is this character? (laughs) Oh, he's a Butler, and then and then yeah, he did, but like you know, 
uh, it was like honestly i wish that he wasn't even like i cleaned his wounds and i can right. confirm that he is the green goblin like yeah okay first off that shouldn't have been a thing second that was a really awkward reveal and third you really should have done it in this movie yeah <laughs> and not least... waited for oh this is so cool yeah <laughs> show me a tritium yeah you'll destroy the city oh don't you dare why would you call a guy with monster arms a hack right why are people like, dumb in movies all the time well i guess you could you could excuse that harry's not exactly as smart as his dad and he's also been drinking and yeah. he's also just pissed off yeah he is just pissed off and drunk all the time good point good point <laughs> alive They've constantly got Alfred Molina, Molina turning around like that. Yeah, but it looks cool. Okay. Oh no, it looks great. It's just, <laughs> it's just funny. And I bet for him, he had to love that. He's like, oh, I never would have been cast as this type of a person. Seventy-five percent up. Damn. <laughs> oh man, this sequence. I forgot about this sequence actually. I love that shot. It's because like, it's a callback to him doing it in the first one, right? Because yeah, do almost the exact of, same thing. But I love that because it's like the superhero archetype, uh, archetype of you know ripping the shirt open to reveal the logo and whatnot. Sure. But it's a wonderful little subversion. I love that. So, Peter doesn't seem to have lost all of his powers, right? He's just really lost webbing. <laughs> I, well, I his, feel like that's not clear. Is he totally inept? Right at this not, point. Not really. He's just severely in it, lowered. I mean, his strength, his speed, his senses, he can't really web anymore. But Okay, and I just yeah. want to make sure I was clear. Because, like, I mean, obviously he's wearing the glasses again, so his eyes went back to sort of normal. You know, I guess yeah, he's still the, weak, there. too. Cause... Yeah, so he's not quite as strong, but he's still got a little bit of kick in him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's not really a good, uh, it's not a good Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie without a burning building. Right. <laughs> and he's got a record. Hopefully there's a recording of a kid in there. And yep. it's like, <laughs> but I do love that we actually have Peter Parker being heroic now. And there's yeah. actually a one shot. I think it's actually coming up like right after the floor goes. Where I swear to God, he actually looks more like Clark Kent than anything else. I know it's because of the glasses and the hair, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, right here. Where I thought, oh, man, he looks like he could be fucking Superman. Right. Oh, shit. I bet this scene was, I wonder how much this fire's practical. Because now that I'm rewatching and looking for it, I can see a good amount of CG happening. So I'm wondering, or, you know, it's like probably just compositing more than anything else. Oh, yeah, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wonder how much of it was like actually done practically. I'm, I'm always curious about those sorts of things. Yeah, I, th I feel like, like the further away stuff was practical just to have like a little bit of reference. 
but a lot of it's composited in and then there's the you know real big cg stuff right um but uh it, it honestly it blends beautifully i'm into it yeah and i do love this little bit right here where he's like you got some guts kid spider guts <laughs> And of course, he despite his the best of his actions, he just can't save everybody. That's right. You can't be Superman, you know. <laughs> I love that line. But yeah, man, like I love that that he no matter how hard he tries, because he does fucking try, he just can't quite win. And how relatable is that, especially you know with 2020 being 2020, right? Yeah. Whew. Can you imagine if you were 20 in 2020, how mad you'd be right now? Oh, Jesus. My my youngest sister actually is. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was a, a millennium baby. Oh. Yeah. That's why we named her Y2 Katie. <laughs> I wonder if this actress ever did much after this. Oh, I forget because I feel like I should have seen. She looks familiar stuff. a little bit, and I'm like, um, uh, oh man, like uh, I'm she was up also IMDb. in. Well, apparently she's also in the Shield. Um, That's totally where I know her from too. That's yep. right. She, uh, yeah, she plays a prostitute at some point. Like I want to say, like season four ish. <laughs> uh, but I think she's a bit of a recurring character too. I totally remember that now. Yeah, that's yep. so funny. And I love the fact that literally this character exists nowhere except the movies. This isn't a comic callback or anything. This is just this is just another, you know, gal for It's a good idea. Peter. Yeah, which honestly I don't mind. I mean, you think it would be you get a little bit bogged down by it. Um especially when they actually tried to have Gwen Stacy in this movie. Like uh, there yeah. was some rumor going around like like in I think uh, one of the actresses in <clears throat> Excuse me, the um uh, when he's you know talking like raising his hand in class and whatnot, like it, there's a blonde yeah. chick next to him, and apparently that was supposed to be you know Gwen Stacy, and they also wanted Black Cat in here somewhere, and that didn't work out, so she just wound up in the video game. <laughs> yeah. So there was uh yeah there's a lot like apparently you know they're like you know we got to space it out let's space it out and then for Spider Man three Sony's like you better fucking use all these things otherwise we're gonna have a fit. And then they used all the things, and it turned out to be a giant steaming turd. <laughs> yeah, too many, too many cooks, man. You know, too many, man. It's water under over the dam or under the bridge. She goes full Rickyism, a little bit. And again, she's so good as Aunt May here because, like, it's a nice little follow up to that previous scene, where you know it took a whole, uh, a, a, a whole in-between scene for aunt may to really process that but yeah. ultimately she ultimately comes through which is so wonderful i kind of wish there was still a bit of a like a bite there too where she's like yeah well that's not great but i love you and i'm glad you told me i you don't know? i think so i think it's under there because there's a moment like if we just missed it uh but there's a little moment where she turns away from him and she just kind of wipes her eyes and kind of looks down almost like i wish i had said something like that Right. So I feel like, you know, that's still 
in the back of her head, but she's just she's just too much of a sweetheart to sweet old lady right. to actually go out and say it. So true. Oh, mm-hmm. here they are. Yep. Now I think I remember uh, <laughs> this moment where uh, you know Aunt May delivers this beautiful speech about Spider-Man needs to come back. I really love the fact that they're trying to really implicitly say that, yeah, she totally knows Peter. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I can't remember in this franchise if she did know. Officially, you know what I mean? Yeah, honestly, it's... But this, the way this scene plays out, I am perfectly okay with. Like, yeah, because you're like... You're not told that she actually knows that Peter's Spider-Man, but it's super implicit. They yeah. just don't, neither of them ever acknowledge it, which is so the way that it should be, I think. In a weird way, I feel like she put that together now through the, uh, through him telling the story. Yeah, that and, you know, his, um, his, uh, his glasses, his old look coming back. Like, he's not his usual self. Right. While, yeah, and at this point, I would assume it's like, oh, it's been a while at least that he's been glasses-free and Spider-Manning. You know, I just realized, now we have that long close-up of him. Yeah. I just realized uh, when I finally had to get glasses as a kid, yeah, I totally looked at, like, which glasses look like Peter Parker's glasses? Because I wanted to look like Peter Parker as a kid. Oh, I miss those days. I know, right? Back, now I just want to shave things. my head and be a weirdo. <laughs> I love that little bit. Don't strain yourself, Peter. Yeah. I know you're Spider-Man, but don't strain yourself. And we're back to the original things. The, yep. the original rooftops from one. Yep. Complete with the big main title score. Because this is going to be an epic moment. And he's just doing like. <laughs> he's trying to black do magic. Dao- he's like, like, I just have to believe like do, in myself. Do Taoist theory on it. Like to go on to it's to go far to go on to so far to. I, I forget exactly how it goes, but right. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, that mind over matter sort of shit. Right. All of this face that he gives. <laughs> I find myself laughing at it actually. But I don't care. It's so it it just delves into the earnestness of it. Right. The characters believe in it. Yeah, there's cheese to it, but who cares? It's honest. Right. There we go. That's what I was. Ow. Ooh. Ow. Ow. Oh, this is the my back scene. Yep. <laughs> so i actually remember reading about this when it first came out this is like you know before things were more things were revealed but apparently i heard that that was an actual injury that there was a rumor going that that was an actual injury that they just left in the final cut of the film oh (laughs) Um, interesting yeah uh and there was also a thing like uh like oh fuck i forget there was but mostly that's what i remember when it came out uh, but <laughs> I thought it was really crazy that now it's actually just like an in-joke thing. Right. Um, 
<laughs> but apparently that was actually Tobey Maguire who hit the the, the fucking sedan. Like, uh, of all the... Because they had a couple stunt guys do it, and they also had Tobey Maguire. And I don't... For either, probably because, you know, Sam Raimi's kind of a sadist. Uh, they decided yeah. to go with the Tobey Maguire uh, take. I actually do really like this scene. He's like, are, Jame, John Jameson, are you Spider-Man? I'm right. going to do a test. <laughs> And she goes, and she's like... So weird. No, no. That ain't it. That ain't him. Although, like, she should know by now that there's no way that could be a thing, because literally his dad is the one who keeps, like, uh, trashing Spider-Man in the papers. Well, I feel like she's not assuming he'll be Spider-Man. I always felt like this was her trying to get that same rush. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. You know, now that... Where it's I more like, it. that's like, it's almost like her kink now, for lack of a better yeah, descriptor. Yeah, where she's yeah. like, oh, that was hot. I liked that. Which is then, and, you know, I, by the way, that was a beautiful little effect shot, wasn't Right, it? The, tr- the transition. The push, yeah. the push through the window that was not really a push through the window. It was very yep. clever. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. A little Citizen Kane action there. Uh, but, yeah, dude, like... Now that you, I listen, like look at that through that lens, it makes so much more sense, and it made it a little bit better. So thank you, Mark. Thank you My for pleasure, making buddy. this Marvel movie a little bit better. There you go. That's why I'm on the show. <laughs> of course. To make it all better now. Oh, I, uh, yeah. Oh, look, and now she's like, hey, listen, I'm sorry I was a jerk, but also you've been a jerk. <laughs> well, in all fairness, she's not wrong. You know? <laughs> like, they've both been kind of like... Oh, Jesus Christ. Did you make up your shit already? Which they, ironically, they did by three, but, and I was sure. like, fuck. Can't we get back to these stupid hijinks where you're not sure, or we're not sure if we don't, we're not sure if uh, you like each other or not or something, or, and we question whether or not Mary Jane should get saved and whatnot. Can right. we go back to that? Because <laughs> the fact that everyone's <laughs> happy go lucky is, is not really doing it for me. Right. Not hitting all of my notes. <laughs> I kind of like, uh, you know, her outfit's very, like, I don't know, it almost gives me, again, coming back to that thing we talked about earlier about this being very silver agey, is that she looks like super 60s here. Like her kind yeah. of, the overall, like the muted color palette, you know. And the, the, super the, interesting. the kind of matching hat and whatnot. Right. Only it's, they, although I love how even though they do keep it Silver Age, they still manage to keep it, you know, early 2000s hipster cool. <laughs> you know, with the, uh, right. the the beanie hat. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah. Because, uh, let's be honest, this is definitely the way New York hipster nerds in the early 2000s would dress in the Greenwich <laughs> Village of New York. <laughs> And before we, we can go. lean in, Spider-Sense. See, I mean, by the way, <laughs> don't we also think it's funny that all of his powers came back right in a moment of like, uh, it, it, like you know, there's a bit of uh, sexual tension there. Yeah, a little this bit. This movie's all about erectile funny. dysfunction, guys. That's the truth. 
That's so funny to look at it through because you're not wrong. I can't see the lie. Right, so and, I, and I'm and I'm not trying to be like graphic or you know no, childish no, no. or it's anything. Fun. But it's like funny because like he literally hasn't had powers almost the whole second and now third act of this movie, and then as soon as she goes to kiss him, suddenly his shit works. Dude, again. you got to that's hilarious. Dude, you got to meme that shit for your page. By the way, people, if you want to see more of Mark, you can see him at. Well, you know what, Mark? Why don't you just do a little self promotion? Yeah, well. visit at uh, Doc the, Hawk. Yeah, the Mark Ening, like darkening, but themarkening.com. That's yeah, where I would man. Go. And you can find all my other stuff from there. It's easy. Or YouTube.com slash the mark. I just posted. Well, this will be down the road. So never mind. I just posted this. I just revealed that we've taped in advance, Tim. So <laughs> I've cool. ruined the magic. Oh, that's cool. Um, but I'll yeah, have no, released just... other videos at YouTube.com slash the mark. Sweet. I'll have links in the description below. Thank so there's you. spider. Oof. But yeah, dude. But there's uh, doing. I love this little look that she gives. Yeah. <laughs> like hi screaming women yep it's not and the a, cg not... in general is good this is like one of the only times i remember thinking that the cg on oct doesn't look great yeah but again, and there's another the close-up on a screaming woman yeah, See, exactly. loves it. but you know for the times it's not bad you know no i like remember you can still you can still yeah, watch I, it today i think the, like, i cool. think the catch is because they have <laughs> That's awesome. See, Peter, now erect, bursts from the rubble <laughs> But for real, like, he shot up out of nowhere. I, someone in this production was like, <laughs> that, and then the rest of this happened. <sighs> cool. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 right. <laughs> he, he, got his, he got his thing up. <laughs> oh, there's oh. the fucking fist of fury. Fuck yeah. Arthur Look at his meme. angry knuckles. It's the Arthur meme. <laughs> yeah, right. That's really good. That's what we got to re meme. Yes, totally. All the, bring. Let's bring up a whole lot of Spider-Man memes for this. Start for the, those of you listening back home. Just start. Just start uh, like flooding my messages on my the contract Facebook page with uh, Spider-Man two memes. I'm here for them. Oh, I love this little bit. If you ever watch the outtakes, it took J.K. Simmons forever to get this bit light, be, this line right, because his false teeth kept falling out. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's fucking funny to watch. Actually, check out That's the gag really reel. Funny. I might, you know, what? I'll link the gag reel in there too. Why there not? I'll just have all the links for you guys in the description. Love that! Ah, oh, he's back with big. Oh, I love it! I love it! I love it! I want Spider-Man! Like, yes! Just... Oh, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I'm like, pump the brakes, Tim. No, <laughs> no, no, I, I love, love it. The, I love the palpable excitement. And it's like a nice... That's a great shot. I love... Yes. There's a lot of really little clever visual things that's just... Again, stuff I'm aff I would feel like we would never get shots like those in new Marvel movies. Like you wouldn't get a cool transition like that because they'd be like, mm, "That's like a little too wild." We're just doing regular cuts here, guys. You know, uh, Come on, and so I, I I love those moments in these early superhero movies where they're like still kind of trying to figure out the formula. So like shit's a little more. 
at times, like these action set pieces feel way more grand. They feel like a little more classic Hollywood in a weird way. You know? Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm like saying that wrong, and some dork, bigger dork than me, will be mad about me saying it that way. <laughs> but like, this feels like a little. This feels less like oh. superhero movie and more like just great action scene kind of a thing. Well, that and but, you know what? I'm here for that. Yeah. <laughs> like shit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There is one little issue that I have with this whole sequence, and it's really when Spidey fights Doc Ock in general. Yeah. Uh, anytime Spider-Man lands a punch on actual Mo- Alfred Molina, yeah. how does that not immediately knock him out? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But you for, know what? Uh, that's like a general problem I have with like all of the villains in Spider-Man movies because I'm like, well, this is Green still Goblin just a works dude. because he. Well, Green Goblin. He's works a he has he's like actual... a fake super soldier serum. Exactly. But Doc so Ock's just jacked, a dude. But, yeah. But. You know what? I'm I'm okay with it to let let my suspension of disbelief go, just so we can have more fight scene. Because right. <laughs> this this whole sequence is fucking amazing, man. Like, I remember look at this shit. I remember thinking I was like, why is there a train in New York? Why did they because, shoot some of this in Chicago? Well, apparently they did, there was a train uh, many years back. It just got demolished. But they yeah. really wanted that scene in there. But they realized, oh, that the uh, Chicago's got one in the downtown loop, so they shot there uh, for like two Makes weeks. Sense. And, and you know what? It looks amazing because, in addition to that, they also got background plates of New York just to keep it that give it that right. you know it's still uh, authentic. Yeah, yeah. But holy shit, this whole sequence is Ooh, amazing. I remember that. I remember yeah. feeling that hit in the theaters. Yeah, I dude, loved and- that. Got a little bit, a little bit of uh, uh, the French connection with this, don't we? <laughs> I love it. Spider-Man, Popeye Doyle. Fuck yeah! <laughs> now, like, now we, oh. again, we're gonna we're gonna break it up. Like, you know, Doc Ock's like not one to like. I don't want to hurt anyone. Let's so, like use some innocent people to throw around. Yeah. Like, again, it it's not really consistent, but I don't care because. We have the earnest moments, but we break it up with silly comic books. I, I also think logic. too they've done like a decent job of like showing that Doc keeps kind of getting like a little crazier and more reckless as time goes on. Yeah, you know, totally. Oh shit! It would be awesome if a train like that could even go that fast. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I just think about the logistics of this scene and how crazy it must have been trying to shoot in the downtown loop area. Yeah. Cause this is, cause you know, getting permits for public transportation in the middle of the third largest city of, in the country. God, that must've been a bitch and a half. Yeah. Love that. Shot. I also, I also, yeah, it's such a weird design for a train too. like, why would it just stop? But it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why is there like no finish? And why is like, I don't get it. But you know what? Comic book logic. We're here for this. This is what we nerds come to the movies for. Also, another little cameo. The uh, the black guy in the uh, the the the, to Spider-Man's left. Phil Lamar, right? Yeah, that's fucking Marvin from Pulp Fiction. Nice. I always think of him as um, uh, John Stewart on the Justice from, League. Yeah, cartoon. Same, and I remember him from Mad Tri- he was on Mad TV briefly too. Fuck yeah, dude! But he's done a ton of uh, voice work, isn't he? Samurai Jack. Oh yeah, too? dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 
He's he's I done really a lot. Watched of- that really, but it, I enjoyed what I saw. That's I love that. I love the buildings ripping apart here. I always thought those effects yeah. were really cool. Yep. <laughs> oh shit! And now he's like, "Well, it's starting to get closer." So let's do a shitload of them and hope that works. Yeah, he's like, well, this didn't work. I better do it again. I better shoot my spider load. This amazing, iconic shot. Of the suit ripping or him with his face there. His face. Like, I don't care that it looks kind of corny and kind of silly. It's he's still just very honest about it. And I appreciate that honesty. Yeah. Even though we constantly make fun of, like, it's the Spider-Man pooping face. <laughs> you think he just keeps busting, you know, shooting ropes, as it were. Yeah. Just keep busting that spider nut until you run out of juice. <laughs> because they never really talk about, how, like, one of the things, you know, I one of the things I don't like about the uh, Raimi movies, organic like, shooters is just that one of the things I always thought was exciting in the comics was when he would run out of shit and be like, oh, fuck, I'm out of webs, dude. Like, yeah, I and it also up. ties into him being like an actual competent scientist that made it. Right, exactly. Um, which, again, I don't mind, but because no. that's not really the focus, I'm okay with the organic webbing, to be right. quite honest. Oh, yeah, uh, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother. It's like one of those things where I'm like, I, I miss the potential for dramatic excitement if that yeah, makes sense yeah no, yeah no no totally because like um i know a lot of fans were like like oh he's just like shooting wrist jizz from his glands and like i mean yeah, they made it look very cummy when they show us <laughs> when you see <laughs> his arms i'm just like there's just big fucking cum but that, blasts yeah and he's like why oh, is there so fucking because d- <laughs> all the fans yeah, because all the fans are like, oh, that's fucking dumb. Like, this is dumb. Like, yeah, he's got weird arm nipples now. Yeah. Where's Joey Diaz? <laughs> uh, popular comedian and podcast guest uh, Joey Diaz shows up here in a second. As Yeah, yeah. They got a lot of really cool little cameos. And Yeah, it's like uh, all these people the that were just on the way, and you didn't know how. But mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, I'm working. <laughs> I love Joey Diaz's voice. They should have only given him um, dialogue in this. Yeah. But I do love the fact that all the New Yorkers are like, yeah, we ain't telling anyone. We like this is like that's just a lovely little way to show the New York spirit in the positive light for a change. <laughs> yeah, right. I felt like the but, first movie did a decent job of that, too. Exactly. But yeah, I, I don't mind organic webbing Spider-Man, uh, but I am really glad that the MCU brought the web shooters back. I'm like, oh my god, that looks so cool! And the fact that it's gadget-based now, like, hell yeah! Let's do this. Oh, shit. Hello? I'm interrupting now. Joey Diaz. Yeah. And me, cocksucker. Yeah, you like blue cheese with your hot wings, <laughs> Doc Ock. Ock sucker. <laughs> I'm going to fall over, but I'm going to still fight you. And I'm down. Yeah. 
Love that transition. Again, you're right. You know, there's, there's a lot of really good transitions in this one. Really like really just fun. clever, inventive things that are cool looking. Yeah, just go and leave it over there. Thank you. Yep. Oh, and the then they pretty much act out the uh, M&M's Christmas ad here. <laughs> it is you. They do exist. Actually, I love his delivery on this where he just goes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. And he's Batman. gone. And he can't even. And like, yeah. And you didn't even hear him. He's lo the loudest thing in this whole film. Right. <laughs> every so often he's in stealth mode. All right, I'm going to kill Parker with this letter opener. Actually, can we talk about how good the sound design is, actually, with those arms? I thought they are pretty good. I, you know, yeah. obviously I have it quiet here, so I'm just saying that and assuming that's true. But uh, <laughs> so I can't hear them at all. But I remember them being good. Yeah, they, they got I think this they is this is so uh, here. His his he really does kind of go. You mentioned the Hamlet thing earlier. There's lightweight. Uh, Shakespeare vibes. That jump cut has bit. driven me crazy for 16 years. Really? Oh man! So when he when he pulls the mask off, when we're done, yeah. go watch that scene. It's two shots they match together. Oh yeah, you're totally right because of the way the the suit just it, functions. It frames, yeah, like the framing's just slightly off. I don't know why they did that, or I think it's because the when the mask is actually physically on, it's sewn on. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, because the the suit is a weird. Uh, Spider Man's onesie isn't really a onesie in the comics. It's like a glove, shoes, and a mask, and right. uh, a shirt and pants. But in order for it to function uh, the way it does, it usually has to practically be a onesie. I wonder if this costume's uncomfortable. Uh, I know it had padding, and I know he had a uh, a helmet underneath the uh the the mask yeah uh you know but just like the, even the costume like the body of it you know what i mean I, i'm like i'm assuming it's just almost like a giant under armor thing with web hard parts a little bit a little bit that's jesus cool. christ okay you so you remember how he had like the tiny itty bitty thing at tritium and that was too much right now, now he's, he's like, like give me all the tritium because i don't care like yeah he's literally you know, like, i'm gonna outburn the sun like, as a scientist, you would think he would have the correct calculation for just how much he needs. I mean, he said he would build a larger containment field, but, dude, use the same amount you had last time because, Jesus. I do love the reveal of Spider-Man on the box. And that Octopus can, he, he, he can actually see through the camera of his arms and he can actually see behind him. I thought so that's actually beautiful. really cool. Oh, shit. Yeah, I love that he knew. Yeah. I'm the only person that can be stealthy in this movie, Spider-Man. You're going to hurt a lot more people. Ah. Like, with, did you notice, Did you notice? like, for the most part, like, when you know Tobey Maguire did ADR for when he's wearing the Spider-Man mask? Yeah. He's clearly ADRing, but when he's actually wearing the mask and he's, you know, like, on set recording you can actually hear him you know being muffled by the mask right and i'm like you just think that he would just get in the booth and wear the fucking mask right i and like again if i were that's like one of those things where i'm like why aren't we doing it that way i know right you'd think that would help with the sound and the quality to add that little extra dimension but guess not 
Oh my god. Yeah, and then he should be done. Yeah. He should have been done right there, but And no. this imagine if this is the moment that she got Gwen Stacy'd. Right? That would have been kind of off. fucking How bold would that have been? Oh my god. The audiences would have been mad until they recast with a better actor. Not a better because <laughs> she's good. She's just like not Mary Jane. You know, you know uh, she's very like probably... silver age kind of Mary Jane, right? Like I always I definitely get in more recent incarnations. I definitely prefer the kind of Lois Lane characterization where she's kind of her own badass and not yeah. as well, she much has like, like a, the sappy well, damsel. They, as you can see, they tried to give her a moment here, but right, fucking got shot down. <laughs> well, yeah, and then they're gonna stab. Let's see you scurry out of this, Spider Man. I do love the fact that his fucking arms have knives too. Yeah, that's cool. A couple of big pokey boys. I also love that all of the projects in this are just like, just unplug it. Right? <laughs> Although it doesn't work here because right. now it's because he's way too much tritium because he's literally created like. Like, dude, yeah. for real. <laughs> Although I do love the, the torn costume look. Yeah. Because I remember seeing, you know, the torn costume look in the ending of the first one. I'm like, oh, that's such a badass look for Spider Man. Yeah. But here, I love the. They have that one shot at the end of the first one, too. Do you remember where, like, it's when the mass, the bomb goes off and it blows the f side of his face off? Yeah, it was cool. And I love that. I love that shot. Uh, and I love that it was, like, again, an homage to another uh, Spider-Man cover where he was yeah. beat up. Oh, shit. Really? <laughs> <laughs> So did the electric shock that he just have like snap him back to sanity? Cause I think it like shorted out the inhibitor chips. That was sort of the what I always or took re, away there, or it, like reestablished it and right. made them not as uh, dominant. Well, I wonder if it's like a yeah, it's like a little bit of a reset button for them too. Yeah, because I mean, obviously the arms still have that aggressive quality about them, but he right. he's starting to get the. His upper brain function is getting a little bit more control. And upper plus, you know, that we have this lo lovely little little character moment, too. And it's all like, meh. I love that they make noises. I think that's so yes. silly. But it's, it's like good silly. I want to only give soliloquies when people are strangling me to death. Right. He said that the thing that we love most we have to give up our dreams in, in order to oh my god sorry this is another one of peter barker's kings i am really hard right now you know <laughs> you need to make like a fake erectile dysfunctional uh commercial to footage of this movie did you ever see my weird avengers review where i pretty much did that but it was really graphic <laughs> and disgusting I was I need it. So oh dude i yeah, got a lot of angry that. i got a lot of angry messages on reddit when i posted it it's so funny <laughs> we wanted to watch an actual review of infinity war and you just talked about blowjobs yeah it's so stupid well like, like wow. who are you what do you think you're talking to man yeah well i, I feel like it's always new people that don't there aren't prepared for satire and at the time this is a this is a pre-flare universe <laughs> No, I've got to drown it. Yes. After all, it's kind of problematic to have you alive after this movie. Right. Because, you know, 
we have you know who i am and we can't have a villain knowing who he is that kind of turned good i think right have him around for a sequel which i will say it's a little sad to see alfred molina go and not have him return for like a sinister six thing oh because i'm not gonna lie like uh, even i think it was stan lee who actually expressed like you know he's like i'm not a fan of how in movies they always kill off the villain it's always fun right i rarely do that in the comics not just because it's serialized but because it is legitimately fun to have them return in new and more creative ways oh for sure get it peter get it oh she's like oh my god and he's just like hi this is incredibly weird moment here uh, also, I mentioned earlier, I like being choked by the tentacles, so definitely a terrible <laughs> angle for you, MJ. I do. Well, I do love that line. He's like, hi, this is really heavy. <laughs> yeah, he's like soft little Peter, like, hi, yeah, I just, just <laughs> me, I, uh, I would never, uh, God, I don't, uh, you know. Man, dude, that set is ridiculous. I don't remember ever feeling this uncomfortable around... Um, around women in life. As <laughs> I love how this is like a very subtle uh, reference to the if this is to be my destiny. Right. Uh, Pixar would like a word with you, Alfred Molina. You're yeah, totally right. going to play a monster in Monsters in University. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Good water effects here, too. Especially yeah, the okay. Time. There's the, the shot when... Doc Ock goes down with the... <laughs> the, the, the oh, yeah, this. The random like, tumbleweed. So, yeah, but it's oh. so... I know that shit's practical, and it's really cool that it is, but it looks yeah. a little too practical. It's only <laughs> funny because it doesn't feel like... And I see it better now because everything's still getting sucked in, even underwater. This but shit, uh, I just... Yeah, it was like sort of silly. I'm like, where are all the police cars that they were sucking in before? This shot? But that's a beautiful shot. Did you know it's completely digital? It doesn't uh, doesn't surprise me, but it's at the same time. It doesn't look, yeah. It doesn't have that tell. Yeah, because when you look at it, I love this shot where he's climbing the fucking actual spider. Like that's that's actually really cool. Um, But yeah, no, that that shot of him going down uh, under the water was completely digital, and the fact that you know that it still registers really well to the eye even now. Such a really good testament for the VFX artists to to this movie man like and uh i I do know that uh it was actually it actually won the academy award for best visual effects which is i believe yeah i believe it's the only oscar that uh uh, a spider-man movie earned so far i think sounds about right i could be well i mean if if, uh if any spider-man movie is going to earn an oscar i'd i'd probably say this one I can tell my film dork in me gets um, weird about it because I'm just like, I wonder, you know, I'm waiting for the one day when so I want, I really want one day a really artful superhero movie. I really want kind of Oscar bait superhero for real, not Oscar bait because I want it to be legitimately good and not like trite and silly. I love this too. Here, slide down on my nut. <laughs> Ew, I'm just going to make this whole. I have this other thing I've been doing lately. I have a friend who is a diehard pizza fanatic. 
and yeah. he has been posting. I swear, like once a few weeks, he'll just post about pizza. Or like once every, <laughs> once a day because he's like oh, I love pizza and then there was the whole PizzaGate thing and how that's like a yeah, you know yeah. a, a code word for you know children and so now I'm gonna do a whole documentary about how he's involved <laughs> with that just using his screenshots of his Facebook posts perfect should be great yeah hopefully he hates oh me god. afterwards oh my god thank you and no, he's like just... and that another one of Peter's kinks watching his lady. <laughs> <laughs> Do another guy. <laughs> right, he's just like, I've been sitting outside, I've been crawling outside your window. <laughs> I actually do really love this shot where he takes one look back and then swings off. But I'm like, That's... where is he swinging? He's, there's nothing to web on over here. It's a sham. It's fine. I'll just it's web movie on magic. Room. He can yeah. fly. I do love the transition here where we go back to Harry Osborne. Now, I remember this in the theater for the first time. I'm like, ooh. We're going back to this right fuck yeah uh but the way it ends was probably the most amazing trailer like not trailer within a movie tease for it, a sequel been, it, nowadays this would be the post credit scene yeah 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 because yeah. like um but back in the day dude this was like one of the best sequel teases ever Right. Like, I and remember then, that shit, and I'm like, oh my God, they're actually going to follow through with Harry Osborn Goblin. Like, this is going right. to be amazing. Spider Man 3 is going to be the best movie of all time. And holy shit, did they not deliver. <laughs> but I do love yeah, the that's fact good, that. Yeah, I really don't. Willem Dafoe comes back. I'm in a mirror now, Harry. <laughs> And I love the fact that Willem Dafoe was just kind of in the area visiting and he's pitched Sam Raimi like, maybe I should make an appearance. And then winds up in the final cut. William's just being the ultimate friend before, so he can be the ultimate foe again. <laughs> Terrible joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I actually, I really love that where he just, just goes way over the top. Right. Where he's doing the Godspeed, Spider-Man. When he turns into that tone. Yeah. Or when he does the uh, the evil laugh where he just... <laughs> <laughs> right. A little bit more haunted house type deal. Little, yeah, little... I love the idea that they have this gangster-ass mansion and this like super shitty-looking back wall, but then it's also an Apple store. Yeah. <laughs> it totally looks like... You're yeah, right. it's like it's like yeah. definitely that modern design. Yep. All all stores in recently gentrified neighborhoods are just designed like Harry Osborne's back exactly. room here. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we've got exposed brick walls, there's some steel beams, we've got all of our products laid out on these glass tables that are underlit with IKEA LED lights. And to top it off, our newest and latest glider line supplied with our mask collection. Yeah, it's fair trade. Now, if this is a scene, yes, I hate this scene so much. Oh man, this bot, this uh, this the running through the park in the wedding dress thing. Like, okay. I I don't hate it for what it does narratively. I just think it's so goofy and kind of unnecessary because I feel like if they were gonna do the will they won't they, they should have just kept that up for another like. And figured that out in the first act of the next movie. And it yeah. would have been awesome for them to be like, okay, everything's great. And then Peter's life goes to shit because he finally got what he wanted. Yeah, uh, which I think would have been a bit. good narrative story. 
instead of retconning uh, Uncle Ben's death. Oh my god! And his that was rice the most, That was one of the angry when I really got angry at the uh, Spider-Man Three when oh, they sure. retconned it. Oh, we'll have to talk about that sometime later for because, sure. Well, eventually um, when we get to Spider-Man Three, eventually. <laughs> I do love how literally J.K. Simmons' character of J.J. is so bombastic and in your face. It literally must lean into the frame just to be the focal point. Right. <laughs> like, he's just that uh, heady and ego, egotistic. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, I do love it. it, it it's silly. And you don't He should have also been like Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> again you don't need that little bit in the movie about the caviar yeah. but it's still fun to have i think if they like left if i were doing this i almost would have done that scene cut this number that they like shot handheld without lights <laughs> through central park one day on like a reshoot day oh i'll uh it's it's you're right it's not necessary but fuck it I'll, I'll, cause it's, it's more fun when, you know, the camera oh, just yeah. pans over and it's her, but eh, I'm like, you know what? This movie already had, And where's like, Ditkovich asking her for the rent money? <laughs> Do you have rent? You know? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, this is the same movie that had rainbows keep falling on my head oh, and yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'll let it, I'll let it be. It's fine. It's corny. You don't really need it, but. It's the same thing with that little bit with Jameson and his wife about the caviar. You don't need it, but I'm glad it's there. That's just me. Yeah, no, I get it. Mm -hmm. A little, a little flavor, a little seasoning. Exactly. No, I drank I'm too Spider -Man. much water during this. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, can't wait for the credits to hit. <laughs> We should only be half alive, half life. The game. I'm like, why yeah. are they doing ads for that during this movie? I don't know. <laughs> you know why yeah. I hate this scene the most, Mark? This is the last scene. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, to be fair, like uh, dialogue isn't the best, but uh, uh, you yeah. Know in general, I think that adds to a lot of the kind of perceived corniness in the movie if mm -hmm. that makes sense mm -hmm. you know where you're like oh that's okay yeah it's it's just like one of those things where you're like eh, i think sam raimi's probably too funny a guy to have really been like yeah that's you know what i mean he's obviously very intelligent and talented but I'll, i seriously think at times i'm like i think you're too funny to nail some of the uh, some of the other emotions because like the tone in those scenes always seems to be a little off relatively speaking not bad mm -hmm. but different yeah yeah and then finally we have the line go get him tiger and right he swings off in one final epic spider-man spider cam shot right the big theme oh you know that's the other thing that and I now really they would just about. do this with a drone right it, well no that was same same kind of gimbal it's just kind of stitched together oh um, no, no 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 i meant like these days they would just shoot this problem oh yeah no yeah you're totally right uh but uh, yeah, dude. Like, uh, that's this is another reminder why I really just don't like Spider-Man Three because these two ended with you know Spider-Man swinging off into the sunset, ready to fight another day. 
Right. Spider-Man 3 ended kind of dourly where it was just them kind of slow dancing all sad and pathetic. Yeah, and like, like, everybody in our lives are dead. <laughs> like, dude, that sucks. Although I do love that it's not the final shot that, uh, you know, it doesn't sh- fade with the sun shining off in the distance. Sure. It's Mary Jane looking off concerned. Right, where I you thought, kind of do get a, it's like a hint of things to come. Exactly. And I thought, ooh, will this how are they going to follow through with that? And, you know, to tell like the long story is that, uh, you know, like uh, when they actually do start with Spider-Man three and they're like, Oh, happy go lucky. And then they kind of go with it. And I'm like, right. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a long thing. And I feel like that would have to be for our, the day we actually do Spider-Man three, when we do Spider-Man three. Um, Cause uh, uh, next month we're going to be doing uh, something else, but uh, we'll, we'll let that know at the, end of the episode but in the meantime i want to know uh now that it's over because uh what how, how did age for you because i know it's been a while for you and it's been a while for me too. i kind of want it's i think uh, you know i i by the way i still liked it i think it still holds up well i think i, I feel like honestly i almost feel the same way i and i'm not surprised because i think all of my complaints are not really you know i'm not like this is a terrible movie and and i wasn't also prior to this like this is the greatest movie of all time so i think thankfully having somewhat tempered expectations i was still uh i still enjoyed myself quite a bit i mean i think all the i think the performances are good you know there's like little things like we talked about like dialogue's a little corny at times especially when it's not funny or actiony dialogue um but yeah i mean overall i still really enjoyed it i definitely think it i think there's a reason that this gets talked about in the the all-time greatest stuff you know as far Mm -hmm. as like this genre this genre goes yeah yeah totally uh yeah dude it's far like again it's been a while from since i've watched it and yeah shit i forget how much how high the highs are for for me in this movie because when they're high they're really high man like the 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 best moments are just like oh so good like hell yeah to the point where i just want even more and then they gave me three uh, i'm sorry i'm lingering on three too much <laughs> um but uh yeah dude like this movie is still my favorite out of the three probably my probably my favorite non-mcu movie i think uh i'm i know that there are some better marvel movies that are non-mcu out there but if i really had to pick my personal favorites probably this one just because yeah. you know it's it's because like you said i grew up reading the silver age stuff and it really speaks to me and the fact that they rendered it really beautifully and still kind of updated it to make it kind of new in their own thing like it's 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 legit a lot of fun and and the p- fact that it uses a lot of like old school techniques uh and the fact that i got to watch all of those special features on the dvd about it uh and you know actually start learning about practical effects and uh you know puppetry and you know camera operation things like that like on the because you know like i said disc two of the any dvd was my film school in in like uh when i was growing up in like middle school and early high school so uh yeah this movie's still probably one of my favorites uh I probably should check out the first Spider-Man again because that was that was kind of like probably my first because, you know, I like you said, you, you've got a couple years on me uh, and uh, uh, y- you have a better sense of the superhero climate 
before you know Brian Singer came around with the X Men oh, yeah. and started the whole re- superhero re- revival. Um, but uh, uh, like the first real time I think I got into the whole superhero genre in terms of Hollywood movies was Sam Raimi's Spider Man, not the X Men. I think I watched the X Men a little after uh, Spider Man because again I was actually reading the comics. So, <clears throat> um, but yeah, let's see. We got uh, people of New York and Chicago Transit Authority. That's right, the CTA. Yeah. Oh yeah, Peter Cetera himself. Yeah, yeah. So good. But, that was fun. That was a good episode. Yeah, dude. And uh, I, I guess we'll have you back uh, for the next Marvel movie of the month with yeah, Mark. We'll get, can you we'll, say that five times? Five times. Can you say? Can, actually, can you say that five times really, really fast? What was it? Say the say the uh, Marvel movie. Time? Marvel movie of the month with Mark. 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 Marvel movie. <laughs> yep, I'm almost done. But so we got we got close. Yeah, so. uh, I'm sure there's some folk like I can do it. No problem. Yeah. This guy's a hack. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, folks, uh, like that was that was still a really fun time. Uh, but we'll be back uh, next month with Mark, uh, and we're gonna go a little Halloweeny with it, and we're gonna do uh, Blade with be Wesley Snipes. Yeah, the OG Blade. Uh, look, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I, okay, I have a slight confession. As yeah. of this recording. I have not seen Blade yet. Oh, that's I, awesome. Okay, I'm excited I to need see to, what you think about this. Oh, I'm going to watch it first before we do the podcast, and then I'm going to sit down and watch it with you because, uh, yeah, it's going to be a real fun time. So I, I did that with someone a little while back, and I was like, you've never seen these, huh? I was like, okay, well, I always remembered liking – I liked one and two a lot and did not care for three at all. But also, <laughs> yeah. for a long time, thought two was the better one. But then having just rewatched them like last fall, two is not the better one. I don't think, but I'm curious to hear what you think about this. Oh, dude, totally. I might actually just binge through, even sit through Trinity, despite the fact that it has my trigger name, director name on it, uh, David right. Goyer. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, yeah. yeah, either way, I'll let you. Uh, I'll, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next month for Blade. Sounds beautiful. In, yeah, it's, and I think we should bring back Blade every October. For, yeah, exactly. exactly. Every October, be, it's Blade. Because he's literally the only Halloween-y kind of superhero. Right? <laughs> exactly. <sighs> so, yeah, we'll see you guys next month with Blade. Uh, until then, this has been Comtrack. I've been Tim. I've been Mark. I'm still going to be Mark after this. <laughs> this has been a Marvel movie of the month with Mark on Comtrack, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. Peace.